of small town music. This is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it. If only he could prove it. Well, tomorrow's just a song away, a song away, a song away. Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis. And I'm Kyle Dotson. And Kyle, this is really fun today. I'm excited. I love when mm-hmm. uh, podcasts collide. Uh, we, have a, we have a host of a podcast that I love. Uh, you're a co-host of that podcast. And you're going to have to, uh, I'm going to try to say your last name. We'll see what happens. Uh, from the Decibel Geek podcast, we have Chris Sinzik. Sinzak. Damn it. Kyle, can we edit that? Yeah. I'm kidding. You're going to start editing <laughs> Chris, now. No. Chris okay. Sinzak. Chris, welcome to the Rock Solid Podcast. Oh, I'm honored. Thanks so much. You brought uh, groupies along? <laughs> groupies. Yeah. Um, brought your brother, Eric. Yeah. Yes, my brother, Eric, and my buddy, Greg. Uh, your, Greg is wearing a, a makeup era kiss shirt yes. with, uh, with, with Vinnie Vincent and uh, Eric Carr. Yes. I love it. I love Eric's makeup. Me too. Vinnie's is okay. Oh, I loved Vinnie's makeup. I love Vinnie's is what I meant to say. Um, <laughs> and Eric, you're wearing a Walking Dead t-shirt. Yeah. Terrific. Are you watching Fear the Walking Dead? I am. And what do you think? I, I like both series. I think uh, Fear, Fear is coming along. Yeah. 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 Doing okay. Kyle bailed out of Fear, and I'm I'm almost ready to. Even though it's gotten better, I'm almost... Because Walking Dead is so good. Yeah, they're really good. Uh, you guys both Kiss fans? Huge. Yeah. You, Greg, how many times did you see him, Greg? 1976. Since 1976? Um, that's a great t-shirt. I love that t-shirt. When was the first time? How long have you been a Eric? I got a uh, kiss alive as a gift. Uh-huh. Uh, when I was probably about 13. Okay. And, uh, that's actually how I got Chris into kiss. Uh, I got, I gave it to him. Uh, he was watching a reason to live video. It's a pretty great and song. He, mm-hmm. uh, he, I said, oh, that's not kiss. And I handed him the alive album uh-huh. and I said, here, listen to this. And, now, did you bail out of Kiss uh, when they started to do that non-makeup stuff, or d- you just didn't like it as much? Actually, I kind of listened to a, diver- a, a bunch of different stuff yeah. when I was in high school. And so I kind of just, when I went into the Navy, I, I listened to a lot of other things, a lot of other genres of music. Cool. So, and you were in the Navy? Yeah. I was in- Thank you for your service. Thank you. Uh, Kyle, you're a Kiss fan, too. You're the youngest yeah. Kiss fan in the room. Yeah. How many times have you seen them? Four times, I think. Now, why are you rocking the mic like you're uh, singing lead vocals? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen him four times. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, or th- two or three of those times with me, or just two? Just two. Are you counting the acoustic show we just saw? Yeah. At the, so that's one of your four. Yeah. All right. Cool. Okay, Chris. Now I'm done talking to those guys on the couch. Okay. It's all about you. All right, cool. Chris. Tell people who might not know. Tell people about the Decibel Geek podcast. Okay. Well, we're a weekly audio music podcast. You're the music and comedy podcast. We're the music and unintentional comedy right. podcast. There you go. Um, but now we've been doing it for five years and uh, go out every week. Uh, around 240 something episodes as of now. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, but yeah, my co-host Aaron Camaro is. Uh, He's got a background in radio, cool. which, which I didn't, and uh, I got into it, and I love the production side of it mm-hmm. and making everything sound as good as possible, but I was uh, I was really introverted and shy, and I don't know why I decided to do an audio podcast, but it's like, why not? And Well, maybe because you're you, when you do it, you're you're kind of alone. You're not, yeah. you know what I mean? There's no one watching you. Yeah, well, except for today, yeah. but, um, but you know, you kind of come out of your shell in it, yeah. but I wanted somebody to bounce things off of, so Aaron got on board, and uh, you have been doing it ever since for five years, and a lot of... 
a lot of kiss centric stuff. I agree. You have to have a. I, I think you have to have a, a co host of some sort. You have to have someone in the room it's because. More fun. Uh, just talking by yourself, you seem like, first you seem sad, <laughs> and you, you need someone to bounce stuff around. Oh, yeah. It's much more fun. You, um, from not having a radio background, you have, a, you have an excellent voice on the podcast. Oh, I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, you guys sound great. Your podcast sounds great. And we must have started this- Not too f- long just before a, we just did. Just a little bit before you guys. That's yeah, pretty you, cool. Yeah, you and Gary were doing it at the time. And we didn't, no, 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 no. We, that is a he is, who he shall not, not be named. named. Okay. We do not mention that name. Okay. But you, you and your co-host, that's- <laughs> From from day one, it's been the two of you. No, no, it, oh. it was it was me alone for about oh, two or three months. Okay, and uh, but I was just like, ah, oh, that's it's boring doing it by it myself. Is. It and is it, boring, and also you, you're not beholden to anybody, so you can delay, and that's not good. No, the goal is to do it weekly. Yes, and then when you get another co-host on, it's like, okay, we have to do it every week now. Yeah, so that kind of gave me the kick in the ass I needed. Okay, cool. Yeah, and uh, tell people about the Decibel Geek podcast. Well, it's um. It's not one particular theme every every week, which is similar to your show. Like sure. the, the we'll do different themes all the time. Um, it'll be like a we have the where if we just want to play whatever and songs that are working hard rock or metal, and it's mostly classic rock yeah. and old school metal. Um, we do what's called the Radio Sucks Radio Show because we both can't stand what radio plays or yeah, doesn't play. It's rough. And uh, we'll just pick something from any era. It could be a new song, an old song, it, it, but it's all, almost always deep cuts. We're, we're never playing what's a single. We don't play yeah. singles. Um, or we'll, we'll do those. We do um, Fresh Blood where it's all new bands that have come out in the last three, four oh, years. Oh, that's cool too. That have the old school vibe. So like if you're like, I only like to listen to my old Judas Priest albums. I'll find a newer band that has that sound and, and turn That's you cool. on to them. Um, we do year and review shows. Now, those are fun because I'll dig up all these old clips and commercials and stuff and facts from the year. Oh, wow. You and, are really yeah, dig- oh, yeah. digging deep and, to put yours together. Yeah, we'll go two parts, January through June for part one and July through December for part two. Talk about the news stories, pop culture, prices, toys, movies, TV shows, and then play songs from the rock bands of that that year. That's not how we do ours. We just sit around in a big group and then uh, talk over each other until it's unlistenable to the people who are subscribing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Chris, uh, is your favorite band Kiss? Is Kiss your favorite band? I'd say it's safe to say. It's your number one favorite band. Yeah. Um, You have big shoes to fill fill today because we are doing, uh, we did two episodes of Kiss Keepers and Clunkers. Yes. And we're doing a third episode today, but no Jimmy Pardo. He could not be here today. Sorry. I tried so hard to get him here. Yeah. And uh, he just could not be. I don't know if he's out of town. Oh, I think he's doing something with the family. That's oh, what he okay. said. Cool. Here's what he used to tell me when I would say, hey, can you do this? He'd go, I can't. I got that thing. <laughs> and that was his way of saying, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Yeah. So <laughs> today we are doing Kiss Solo keepers and clunkers this should be fun and this can be this can be any any solo project that any any member of kiss has been involved with and there's lots there's a, of, lot. There's a lot of members of kiss there's a lot of music i know that you probably brought a lot deeper stuff than i did and that's good yeah um kiss is not it's hard to say like someone asked me hey what are your top three favorite bands i'm like I don't know. You know what I mean? It's just, I know I always say Cheap Trick's my favorite band, but sure. I love, you know, I love the Kinks. I love Pretenders. I love, it's, it's I can't yeah. really, I it's can't really, it's that. really hard to do it. Yeah. But obviously, I've seen Kiss many times. First time I saw them was the Dynasty Tour. Mm-hmm. Saw them on the Dynasty Tour, the Animalized Tour, the Revenge Tour, Reunion Tour, I think twice, then the whatever, the Farewell Tour, yeah. whatever that was called, Sonic Boom, mm-hmm. seen them tour with Monster. I've seen Paul do that soul review. I saw Paul 
tour with uh, the uh, what was it? Is it called Live to Win? Is that his yeah, album? the Live to Win tour? Um, so yeah, I've just uh, yeah. So I I always go see them, and I always I always enjoy the shows, and um, yeah, they're they're definitely. I think the first two albums I got were Love Gun and Rock and Roll Over, and that was from the Columbia Record and Tape Club. Yeah, I had, and, I had a membership to that. And, um, you know, that you would get those out, those Kiss albums, and you would just be, like, mesmerized looking at those covers. Yeah, that was the best part of it. it I mean, yeah. I have a, a Dynasties behind me. It's a, it's a, I have that signed. Yep. And... Um, that cover came out. I don't know what it is about that cover, but I can. That's my favorite Kiss album cover. I just think that is the coolest band shot do you know of the, all time. Do you know the story behind that cover, though? Wait, this he's pointing. So what are you pointing at? Creatures. Oh, creatures. Well, creatures too, and that's, that's why I have cartoon. creatures signed too. Not by Eric. Uh, Peter actually signed, and then he. Uh, and I think I think he wrote something about Eric on it. But go ahead, <laughs> go ahead, Chris. No, the the story behind the Dynasty cover is it looks like one shot, but yeah. it's really pasted together. It's all pasted from a together. Whole bunch of shots. It's seamless. Yeah, and it looks he took Let's, they took the best of everything and yeah. put it together. Well, the thing is, because it's it's funny, because you would have thought, other than the first album, that's the only one where it was just their faces on the cover, yeah. which that was what that was their calling card was the makeup. Yeah. So it was. It was kind of a given that they would do it. Although I do like the um, the straight jacket shots where they're all in the straight jackets uh, that they fit, that they shot for that same photo. Oh, is that, were they in those in the poster that yeah, came inside? Yeah, but in the poster though, they they made it all black and it looked like they're just wearing turtlenecks. But they're in straight. But jackets. they're in straight jackets. Why are they in straight jackets? Because and this is me being a complete kiss nerd, uh-huh. the photographer. I think it was a guy named Scavulo. Yeah, yeah. He was shooting them, and, he, and they were driving him crazy. And he, and he's like, you guys are, you belong in a nut house. And then somebody's like, what if we got straight jackets? And oh, they went and down some to Bellevue Hospital PA and got straight had to jackets. go out and get straight yeah. jackets for these knuckleheads. Yep. <laughs> Wonder what they had on when they were in, during that photo shoot. Did they just have the makeup on and the street, just street the ma- clothes? Yeah, probably just dark shirts or something. Yeah. My thing about Kiss is I can't believe they still put this makeup on themselves. I don't. I can't eat. I've done it for Halloween a few times. It's difficult. It's a pain in the ass. And it's I, even worse to get it off. I would totally be crashing out in a makeup chair and have some lady put it on for me. That's true. Too. Yeah, they do it themselves. Why? For two hours a day. Fuck that. No, right? I wouldn't do it either. No. I'm too lazy to be in Kiss. <laughs> Tommy Thayer's got way more mojo than uh, I do. <laughs> Tommy Thayer is so happy to be in Kiss. I'm sure he is. He is so happy. He got he's he's got every fan's dream gig because he grew up worshiping him. Tommy's the best looking guy in Kiss. Oh, well, he's okay. Well, let's 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 uh, see how how difficult of a task was that. Well, he's the best looking guy that's ever been in Kiss. Yeah, and then Paul. Yeah, right. That's true. Yeah. Although Paul, I've almost confused Paul for Cher in certain photos. <laughs> I mean, and Gene dated Cher, so then it's really confusing. I wonder confusing. if Gene ever confuses him. Yeah, you know, never know. Do they travel by a bus at all anymore? It's all no. plane, right? It's got to be a plane. Well, then why are they putting that makeup on by themselves? <laughs> no, no. Yeah. You know what, guys? We should be like the old days and driving the station wagon. <laughs> I mean, that's, I just can't. That, I don't get that either. It's, maybe it, they don't. Maybe they just say they do. That'd be that would be a big uh, then you blowing get, like, the lid off something, wouldn't it? Then Eric Singer, he has to come in and I got to learn how to put this the the most intricate makeup on. Yeah, the kitty it is. cat makeup. Yeah, that's the hardest one to apply, I would imagine. Yeah, but I've done Paul because there's pictures of me and Paul, and that's yep. that's the simplest, and it's still difficult. It, well, because if you, you don't get the points yep. of that star right, you look like a goof. Yeah, you have to apply it at the right angle. Yeah. or it won't look right. And I I've seen people I've seen people with the makeup and they'll have the star on the wrong, wrong side. I'm like, they did it in the mirror. They did it in the mirror. You dummy. <laughs> You dunce. Uh, how many times? When was the first time you saw Kiss? Nineteen ninety, the Hot in the Shade tour. That was uh, the I first don't know tour. I like that album. They had the well. That, well, I loved it at the time. Yeah, yeah. I bought it brand new. That was my first new Kiss album. Right. 
But uh, and my brother took me to that show. I was too young to really be there, but um, him and his girlfriend took me, and they had the Sphinx stage. Yeah, and it was just massive. And honestly, I'll put that stage up against some of the old days stages that they had. I really like the Revenge stage the, with, with the, the Statue of Liberty. The Statue of Liberty and, and the faceplate would blow off, yeah. and then giving yep. the finger. Yeah, I thought it was great. Now, I I love that. I love that. I I come. I say I love that album. Where is it? It's Revenge? right there. Oh yeah, Revenge right is there. An I got awesome Eric album. and uh, is that Bruce and Bruce? Yeah. But, yeah, uh, I love that album. I love that album cover too. Yeah, I always thought that was one of the better ones. I think that's the first time they got their look right, non makeup. Yeah, well, too. they didn't look goofy. Like they yeah. always looked like they were square pegs and round holes. Yeah, on a lot of they the look like records. they look like they broke into David Lee Roth's dressing room well, and just threw a bunch of shit on themselves. We call it the non makeup era, but I think they wore more makeup during that era than they did in the seventies. I know they got some rosy cheeks in some of those videos. I, I refer to Gina's Maud of Thunder during that period of time. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, let's get going. Here's what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to play our keepers and clunkers from these solo albums. Okay. Now, we talked, uh, I think we talked off the uh, off mic mm-hmm. before we started to record, that sometimes sometimes there's an album that doesn't really have a clunker, so I might just play the song I like least. Okay. But, uh, but then there's albums that, uh, oh, they definitely have clunkers. Okay. So I'm going to defer to you. Okay. And Are I'm we going go- member by member? can do whatever you want. Okay. You could do whatever you want. I was going to say, well, let's go chronologically. Just whatever you want. Play whatever two you want. Uh, why don't we start with, which probably the best solo project of all of, in my opinion, of all of these, okay. uh, Ace Frehley's 78 solo album. Okay. So this one, um, my co-host, Aaron Camaro, thinks this is the greatest album ever recorded of all time. This is, su- I mean, we tried to rank these uh, when Pardo was on, mm-hmm. and I, I think he convinced me to that Paul's is the best. But I do like Aces the best. Yeah, I for me it's Aces, mm-hmm. then Paul, mm-hmm. then Gene, and then is there another one? Yeah, and then Peter. Yeah, we'll get to that other. Yeah, one. but uh, is that how you would rank them too? See, I go back and forth on Ace or Paul because like there's times where I think Paul's is yeah. better. Paul's is the most kiss like. Yes, Aces is the most creative. And, yeah, and then and actually achieves what it's supposed to. Yes. I think Paul was kind of borrowing a lot from. Zeppelin and the Raspberries yeah. on a lot of his tunes. But Aces, I guess, I'd have to give it to Ace, I guess, is the best one. Aces really rocks. Yeah, it uh, does. And I mean, because Ace doesn't sing ballads, so that no. rocks top to bottom. Yeah, there's no ballad on an Ace frame. Which one do you like better? Which, what's your favorite? I think I like Aces better. Yeah, Aces. Uh, and man, did mm-hmm. they get it right with those album covers? Oh, those are great. They're iconic. And um, yeah, I mean, those those... But what sucks is you were like, what a great Kiss album they could have made. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. They could have well, two of them. Why yeah. didn't? Well, I mean, if they if you take those songs yeah. and interweave them, they could have get like, rid of all of Peters and get rid yeah. of all Peters. <laughs> well, Paul would have written something for Peter to sing on there, but they could have had like three <laughs> great Kiss albums in a row. It's so weird. Yeah, was Ace? Whole, do you think Ace were these songs that Ace would keep presenting to the band and they would turn so. them away? No, I doubt he, it. He I think just, he would have brought that up during one of the bitter years that he's had in well, between. He would have said, you know, they could have had this song or that song, but yeah. they didn't want it. But no, I think the even the guys in the band were surprised by Ace's album because they're like, well, he's a burnout. He doesn't show up yeah. in recording studios. And and then they were like, wow, listen to this. Here, here's a here's a, here's an example of that. Foreigner turned down Midnight Blue. Really? Yeah. Lou presented that to the band and he said Mick just didn't get it and the band didn't really gel to it. That's strange. Like, that's really weird because that's a great song. But I guess they always they never you never know what you know their personal taste is going to be. Yeah. There's a song that and that since we're not this isn't 
a really a Kiss keep. This isn't a this is a Kiss solo show. Yeah. I can bring this up. There's a song that Kiss demoed, and they demoed it for Creatures of the Night, and then they demoed it again for Psycho Circus, and they and it never made the albums. Um, Wendy O. Williams wound up covering it, but it's a song called "It's My Life." Have you oh, ever heard that? It's on the box set. Yeah, they finally the G- Gene they, sings it on the box set. Yeah, they, I love it. They finally put it out on the box set. But like that damn song could have been a hit song. Yeah, that's a great song. Like, how do you not put that on a record? But you'll put. Well, there's a lot of shit they put on. Well, I bet Psycho Wendy, Circus. Oh I bet Wendy Williams' song is terrible. Eh, I just, she was a gimmick in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, which I'm going to get hate for that, but you know, she was a a good performer, I'm sure, yeah. but her voice sounds like sandpaper put, to puts me. Puts tape on her nipples. Yeah, that's her gimmick. Yeah. Count me as one who didn't get it. Yeah, I didn't get it either. Okay, let's hit it. Hit us with some stuff. Okay, so Ace, um, hard to find a clunker on this one. Yes. I did pick one, but it's, I mean, it's, I'll still listen to the song. Um, the keeper that I want to play first is, uh, this is kind of Ace doing his power pop thing, which you didn't hear a lot of in those days. Right. This is a song called What's on Your Mind. Let's hear it, Kyle. That is such great. a great song. It's such a great song that that was my keeper is from it? this album. Oh, I love that song. And there's, I mean, and it could have been Rip It Out or Speeding Back to My Baby. It could have been any number of things. But I chose What's On Your Mind also. So what was your clunker from this album? And it's like, it's a song I like, though. Yeah. So, I mean, but if I had to pick one, maybe it's just my chance to play another song from okay. Ace's record. Uh, it would be Snowblind. Okay, let's hear some Snowblind. There's no way I can call that a clunker, but no, it's yeah. not a clunker. But <laughs> since uh, since we're on this album, Kyle, when you go to my list, move my third and fourth song up top. My my keeper was also "What's in Your Mind," mm-hmm. and this is my clunker. And again, it's not a clunker. And the only reason I chose it is because I'm not a big instrumental guy. Oh, okay. So my my uh, mind's fractured mirror. It's not a clunker either. It's no. just. If I would make it, if I was making an Ace Freely mix, I wouldn't put Fraction Mirror on right. because I, yeah, I want to hear him sing. That's cool. 
I do love so, that yeah. though. Yeah I, yeah, yeah, I love it too. And I love all of the fractured songs he does. Yeah, he, he always puts a, a fractured song or some type of instrumental in his album. And, and you know, I think when you're a guitarist, mm-hmm. I think you should do that. I don't know why but, he never got the opportunity to do like scoring in a movie because he's really good at instrumental stuff. Because he's a mess. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that way, he would have to he would have to stay on a schedule. Yeah, you know what I mean. He would have to show up. Yeah, maybe he could do it now, but. Maybe because his reputation is uh, not, you know what I mean? So what would I say if I asked him if he wanted to score a movie? Well, look, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to let you ask Ace that question right now. Ask him if he'd like to score a movie. Ace, how do you feel about scoring a movie? Sure, baby. Okay, good. I'm glad we cleared that up. Uh, I'm so glad I got to do that. I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> defer right back to you because we both we got we got through that Ace uh, that Ace album. So do we want to do Ace or do we want to go chronologically and just do all the '78 solos? Chris, I don't care what you do. You don't care. Okay. Well, I how many times how many times can I tell him just whatever? You I'm want just to being do. a good guest. Um, I'm trying. I probably are just, you being a good guest or kind of you know. A difficult. Am guest. I being difficult? Am I being trying to be polite? <laughs> have you have you been a guest on other podcasts? Oh yeah, I do it a lot actually, but it's, usually through Skype, not in person. It, when you're the host and then you're a guest, you really you got to go. Okay, now I got I got yep. to just kind of pull back here. I enjoyed your appearance on uh, BJ show, the Rock and Roll show, talking about that Def Leppard album. Oh, thank you yeah, so much. Yeah, that was good. I like that album myself. Too. Slang is great. Yeah, yep, I think it's very underrated. He didn't send. I don't think he sent me links so I could. Oh, he didn't. No, I said I'll send me the links. I'll promote. I don't think he did. Well, I'll message him say. Send a send a pad a link so we can share it. Yeah, please do. Cause I don't think he did. I enjoyed listening to it. All right, cool. So I my list is by member, so I'll just go to the next do Ace it. one. Okay, so uh, Ace uh, did the '78 album, then he quits the band in '82, mm-hmm. and then he's a drunken mess for a while, <laughs> and um, finally gets it together thanks to Eddie Trunk and John Regan to get Fraley's Comet put together. Oh, Eddie Trunk just texted me. He told me we can't play any music. Oh, okay. Sorry, Eddie. Um, yeah, he uh, so he he puts out Fraley's Comet, the first album. I think it was '87 that it came out. I think that's right. And uh, I like the album. Uh, it has uh, some keepers and some definite clunkers on it. So I'm gonna play for my keeper. Uh, I like the uh, the first single off the album, "Rock Soldiers." Is that a Russ Ballard song? Did he write that? I believe so. Yeah. yeah. Does Ace name check himself in this song? Yes, he does. Yeah. Chords, uh, I mean that it yeah. just sounds great. This is Eddie Kramer, right? I believe so. Yeah. It was back in the summer of '83. Here's the reason I remember it well. I was slipping and sliding, drinking and driving, bringing me closer to hell. Anton Fig on drums yep. from the David Letterman band from Dynasty. That that almost makes it. That almost makes it a clunker. Uh, hey, well, the, the lyrically, it's hey, freely, freely, let's not get be silly. Well, let's get to uh, let's talk about the part later. The uh, the, if the uh, devil wants to play his card game now, he's, he's going to have to play, play without, without an ace in his, in his deck. deck. <laughs> yeah, I. I know, but it's still but good. But for 1987, it seemed cool. Still cool, yeah. yeah. But now, and that song is autobiographical. Yes, it is. He did a, he drove he, the wrong way on the Bronx yep. River Parkway, fleeing the cops. Yep, and, and and he did play blackjack with the devil. Yeah, he did. So yeah, um, I like the song on here. Um, 
I don't have any songs from this album today, but I like the I like the one that Todd Howarth sings, "Calling to You." Yeah, that's a great song. It's a great tune. I thought Todd was a good part of that group. Yeah, definitely. He I, he played keyboards with Cheap Trick when they toured yeah, a couple did. times. It's really good. And like I know there's a lot of Ace fans that are like, well, I want to hear Ace sing the songs, and they, I mean there's something to be said for that. Yeah. But I can't blame him for getting Todd in the band. Todd looked good. He had yeah. a high voice. Yep. He was trying to compete. Yeah, you have to compete. You can't blame him for doing that. Yeah, you have to have just, uh, someone to cut away to in the videos to bring the ladies in. Oh, come on. Ace was a real looker, man. Hmm. <laughs> How does Ace look so great with the makeup on? And then without the makeup, he really does not look That's good. That's true. Yeah, the makeup covered a lot it of imperfections. really does. Yeah. Uh, okay, play your clunker okay. from this album. Well, my clunker was very easy to pick from this album. This song, ugh, this is a song called Dolls. Dolls is not that good. <laughs> <laughs> Featuring his daughter on guest vocals. Ace's voice is an acquired taste. Yes, too. it is. Occupied, cleaning things so sweetly, neatly. When I play, they play with me. <laughs> If um, if if Alice Cooper sang this song though, I think it would take on a whole new he, like creepy thing. Yeah, he could pull it off because of the the character. Yeah, the but character. Ace is a is a middle aged drunk guy singing about loving dolls. <laughs> dolls. And that's kind of scary. <laughs> Even my twelve year old daughter heard me when I was picking my songs out. Yeah. I, I played it for. Her. I was like, "What do you think of this?" She's like, "That's awful, Dad." <laughs> I was like, "Okay." It's Does she like any of, the, of her dad's music though? Some. It's not. She, her favorite song that I've ever gotten her into is Joey Ramone's cover of "What a Wonderful World." That's a great cover. Yeah, it's my, it's probably my all-time favorite cover. That's a really great cover. Yeah. She'll always really get excited when I play that song. Uh, my Kiss stuff, not so no, much. No. no, kids don't like. I mean, she can't stand Kiss. I think boys like Kiss. I don't know if girls, girl, like girls, like yeah, girls like we're talking like eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. I don't really think girls like Kiss. Not many, because little boys can look at it like they're like superheroes or yeah. they're like whatever. But girls are like that's bullshit yeah <laughs> my daughter didn't say that but yeah. no i hope not how many kids do you have three. Oh, let me yeah. hear it uh i got an 18 year old uh, boy or girl boy okay 16 year old girl okay and a almost 13 year old girl all right i and i have my uh, i have two girls and they're uh, almost 16 almost uh, 12 so, yeah, so how's that 18 year old oh he's great he's uh, going into the army in august oh good and, for him uh, took him to see kiss on the sonic boom tour in 2009 and he had a blast he loved it yeah, we, we went, me and Jimmy went to Sonic Boom with Matt Belknap, who could care less, and with John Heffern, <laughs> who wouldn't fucking stop texting the entire time. Oh, geez. I'm like, are you even paying attention, John? Yeah, when, when we had Jimmy on our show, Matt was initially supposed to come out, yeah. and then Jimmy shows up. And I'm like, Matt doesn't want to come. He's like, uh, Matt couldn't care less about coming out to this. I was like, okay, well, at least you're being honest about it. <laughs> yeah, Matt, uh, we don't have the, I, Matt and I don't have the same musical taste. A few things, you two and stuff like that. But right. uh, <laughs> He's but, not yeah. a Kiss fan. He's No, he's not a Kiss fan. But he, but, but they both wanted to go because like we've never seen them. We feel like we have to see them, right? And um, it didn't it didn't grab them. The Sonic Boom no, tour. It's not for everybody. No, it isn't. <laughs> uh, well, I'm going to be the first one to move into this uh, 1978 Peter Chris solo album. All right, let's do it now. Before I start, <laughs> I'm going to. Do you like this album, Craig? I love it, um, you do. You might it's want Greg. To. I just called yeah. you Craig, but it's Greg. Greg yeah. Sorry, Greg. Um, you might want to leave so, the room. Someone pointed out to me. No, no, no. <laughs> Someone pointed something. Someone said. Someone emailed me something. Uh, 
maybe it was you. Someone emailed me something and they said, you always slag on that Peter Crisillo album, but if Bob Seger sang those songs, would you like those songs? And I said, I go, maybe. I understand where you're going with that. Yeah. I just, um, it's just so unkiss-like. And maybe, and maybe that's what the solo albums were supposed to be, though. So I, I get that. Yeah. Yeah, it was horrendous. But as you get older and your taste change a little yeah. bit and you and you just kind of understand what he was trying to do. Um there's some really good stuff on there. And, and, wow, come know, on. <laughs> I can't stop the rain. Well, I like the well, ballads I like. Okay, well here we go. My my keeper is this is New York. Whoa. <laughs> I can't stop the rain's when my keeper. And I like Peter's singing voice a lot. Like Peter needed some songs like Mainline mm-hmm. on this album to to flesh this thing out some more, and um, I mean tossing and turning that is such a oh, that's such a lazy cover. You know what I mean? I agree. It was worse live. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you saw you saw the Dynasty tour when they were still all singing one song. I saw them at the forum, so they weren't doing it at that time. Yeah. By the time I saw them, only only um, New York Groove was in the set list. Move on's a good song, yeah. Um, and so my uh, my clunker now and, and again, look, I don't like this album, <laughs> so I could have picked anything from here for me. But my clunker is really "You Matter to Me," and just play this from the top, Kyle, and you'll no, you'll yeah. see why this is just so. It's not dated at all. <laughs> what do you think of that, Kyle? It's like a 70s show that only had one season. This is the intro. Yes. Yeah. A pilot. <laughs> Look up the sky is crying. This is when you see this is like when you see one of those a movie from the early 80s and they couldn't they couldn't get any real music. And so this is like the music that they, where there's a band in a bar and this is like the band. Cause you matter to me. And that's why. That's why you still matter to me. Kyle, please. God. That's clunky. You think you recorded that in a leisure suit? Uh, I know. Just I wonder. I always wonder what when they listen when they all got in the room together to listen to these solo albums. What order did they go in? I don't know. Because I always I always like to imagine Peter was last. Yeah, most and that's likely. when they were just like, oh crap. Well, well you. I know. Yeah, you picked my keeper because I, I I can't stop the rain was my keeper. Yeah, it's solid because that's the best song on the record, yeah. in my opinion. Um, but yeah, you mattered. I had a tie for Clunker, and you mattered to me. It was one. Okay, what? Well, and then what Clunker did you pick? Okay, the, this one gonna which, make you, it's not gonna be a good ride uh, today when you leave with Greg. He's not gonna. <laughs> well, the only the uh, the interest only interesting thing about this song is the fact that it it seems like it's a song about a girl, but it's not. It's a song about heroin. Okay, it's, it's a song called "That's the Kind of Sugar Papa Likes." Oh. <laughs> 
That's totally a Bob Seger song title, easily. Oh, yeah. Come to Papa. You can't see Gene trans prowling around the ball at the base. This, kick, this kicks ass compared to You Matter to Me. Greg, his blood is boiling right now. And you know, I can never hear that song the same again because when they when they when Kiss put out the Kissology thing, they yeah. put out Attack of the Phantoms and they put the solo music in. Yeah. And this song was the soundtrack for the fight with the white monkeys <laughs> on the roller coaster. Just, just you saying that yeah. out loud, it's it's clunktastic. Yeah, it's awful. The fight with the white monkeys. <laughs> they're not real, they're robots. But Greg, if you put the solo albums in order, Peter's is is your least favorite. Wow. We had this discussion on the way in. When I first dropped that needle and you heard the intro before they got into Radioactive, I thought they put the wrong music on the album. All right. All right. Is it me? Is it me? Is it you? I just played my conk. Oh, yeah, you did. Okay. So it's you. It's back to you. Is it me? Yeah. Oh, okay. So let me go back to Ace. Let's talk about second sighting. This album's awful. It's terrible. Yeah, I don't have anything. Of, it's really bad. And I well, I found one song that I would call a keeper, just so I okay. can represent something good on yeah. it. But I can't stand the record. No, and, um, it sucks. It sucks. And it was like because I thought he had some decent momentum after the first Fraley's Comet album and could have done something, and then he puts this out. And and honestly, from what I've heard, um, even from Eddie Trunk, Ace was just such a mess at the time that they had to like slap this together and force him to record because he was but why doesn't the record label reject this because megaforce needed product out there i guess I mean, they, so. ace is ace would make money off of did on it, it sell i mean it sold the limited quantity it would to kiss fans you know yeah i mean they, they weren't i don't think they were expecting a hit out of ace but they're like we'll get x amount of albums sold so let's put it out there yeah and eddie trunk produced it you know, he was the producer on it, um, wow. but tried to make it work. But there's a lot of bad songs on it. But one song I thought was actually pretty decent mm-hmm. was Insane. All right. Maybe they should have went old school and just had him release a single. Yeah. Without an album. 45. To yeah. <laughs> Drums and bass all sounding good. John Regan on the bass. Sounds great. Some people call me a walking disaster, just waiting for a place to occur. Autobiographical lyrics. Yep. Enough that it lasts until the blood gets ready to burn. My is running, still got a lot of living to do. I live five days to your. Ace is actually singing really good on this song, too. Yeah, he's pretty good on this one. Shame, when you're insane. 
That's a great. T- I actually say that's a great tune. Yeah, I, I like haven't that heard one. that in a long time. Yeah, it's and there was a video for it with uh, the band and a bunch of nurses. It's pretty, pretty <laughs> well, entertaining. That's always good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a definite keeper. Good yeah. job. Oh yeah, bravo. Yeah, the rest of the album not so much. Do you have a clunker? Not on that one. I mean, I didn't pick one in particular for that one. I just wanted to pick one tune off of it, put it in a good light. Gotcha. And now a word from our sponsors. Kyle, you know what the best thing about music is? What's that? <laughs> well, Kyle, I'll tell you, it, 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 music tastes good. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to kill you. <laughs> now, look, let me tell you something, folks. There is a great music festival coming up. It's downtown Long Beach, September 23rd through the 25th, 2016. It is the Music Tastes Good Festival. Friday, September 23rd, Saturday, September 24th, and believe it or not, Sunday, September 25th. All weekend long. All weekend long. Sometimes a festival will go two days in a row, and then the third day will be about a week and a half later, but not with Music Tastes Good. They keep it all together for you. Great bands are going to be there. Headliners such as Living Color on Friday night. We also have, Saturday we have Squeeze, and The Specials, and Iron and Wine, and Sunday, De La Soul, and Gallant. So you're wondering, hey, Pat, where do I get my tickets? You can get your tickets at musictastegood.com. Tickets aren't expensive either. For the whole three days, 120 bucks. For a three-day VIP pass, $240. Now, if you just want to, you want to be a cheapskate, and you want to just go day-to-day, see what you're getting. Or let's say, let's say you're busy two days, and you, just, you can only go one day. Let's say you only want to go Friday night, 25 bucks. What? 25 bucks to see seven bands, that's a little more than $3 a band. Yeah. Now, if you want to go uh, you want to go Saturday only, it's $75. You want to go Sunday only, it's 35 bucks. This is great. Uh, the VIP includes farm-to-table dinner, features six of Long Beach's best chefs, along with featured chefs from across the country in Mexico. More details will be coming up on the website. For people coming in from L.A., you can take the Metro Blue Line. Uh, it stops, uh, just steps away from the festival. So remember, music tastes good. It's low calorie. It's yeah. fat fr- music's fat free. Mm-hmm. But above all, Kyle, music tastes good. Tastes good. That's in downtown Long Beach, California. Everyone go to musictastegood.com, get your tickets, enjoy some music. Now back to the show. <laughs> all right, I'm going to move into uh into the Gene Simmons 78 solo album. All right. This is a song we just talked about, but this is a other than the intro, this is once the song really starts. Uh, my keeper on this album is Radioactive. This, uh, there's some cool songs on this album. That, like I like Man of a Thousand Faces and Mr. Make Believe. I think mm-hmm. that's where Gene's trying to be a Beatle a little yeah. bit. Yeah, it's you um, tonight. Yeah. I don't like that he re-recorded a Kiss song, See You in Your Dreams. That seems yeah. like a cheat. Yeah, I didn't like that either. Um, what song it starts out where it goes, boom, doom, 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 and he goes, lovely. Tunnel of Love. Is that Tunnel of Love? Yeah. Uh, but we all know what the cl- we know the clunker on this song. It's ridiculous that he could have this song on his album and even for a moment turn his nose up at Peter. 
Uh, and this is Gene's version of When You Wish Upon a Star. Oh, it's touching. <laughs> when you wish upon a star. <laughs> such crap. Makes no difference who you are. Not even good on a You're kid's album. Him in the makeup <laughs> With blood trickling down. He doesn't think- even try to like rock it up or anything. Oh no, no he just, just like he just it's straight up. It's just, luckily, that closes out the album, so you you would lift the needle up before that would play. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. But you got some, Eric. You want to say something? No, I just thinking of lifting the needle. And yeah, taking it off and putting it. Yeah, you're right because I would putting it in the trash, throwing the vinyl off the album. Your your eye the- you your eyes remind me of Eric Singer in the face. Really? Yeah. Why is that? Maybe. You kind of do look like Eric Singer to me a little bit. I don't think our mom was hanging out in Cleveland at any point in the 50s. <laughs> I don't know. There is a funny story about Eric Carr. When oh, yeah, yeah. There is a good Eric Carr story. You gotta, right. Who has an Eric Carr? Is we it? both do. Well, All right. It was, the first, yeah. it was my our first Kiss concert, the Hot in the Shade tour. Mm-hmm. So we, we borrow our parents' car, and we drive, and then we go to the show, and we're enjoying the show, but then like we realize we got to leave before the show's over because we have curfew. We're really young. And uh, so we head to the car, and I'm pissed because I'm like, I want to see Kiss finish the show. Yeah. We get out to the car, and the car won't start, and the battery's dead because he left the lights on. <laughs> so I'm like, shit. Do you get we? to go back into well, the venue? I, I, they wouldn't let me back in, but, oh, I could, I, but I could peek through the fence and watch the rest okay. of the show. So I saw the, the logo with the horrible K come up. Um, yeah, you know, Why was the K horrible? You haven't seen that? The, the, I don't think I have. If you look at any pictures from the Hot in the Shade Tour and the Revenge Tour when they would bring the lighted logo up, the K was all fucked up. They did it wrong. <laughs> Like even Bruce Kulick was mystified when I brought this up. It's true. It's an ugly K. It's all design wonky. Oh, now I got to see that. Maybe Andrew Rich will find that and put a put an ugly. I'll show it to you on my phone before we leave. Okay. But yeah, I have visual evidence of it. I sent it to Bruce, and he's like, "You have too much time on your hands." But I see what you're saying. Well, I agree. Oh, with, I got to agree yeah. with Bruce. I'm to get the car started. Yeah. Begging someone to give me a jump. Yeah. So we're happened. yeah we're trying to get people to give a junk and most of them are throwing up in the parking lot drunk. Yeah, there it is. That's oh the, yeah, what's see wrong how screwed with that? Up it looks. Yeah, like the even the, the S's don't look good. It yeah, looks, that, yeah. That, that looks like a cover band. It looks like shit. bringing their stuff to the table. Yeah, they wow, were playing "I bad. Want You" and this thing starts rising up. I'm like, "What's wrong with the logo?" Um, but now we get uh, so we're spending hours trying to get the car started up. Most people are throwing up in the parking lot. They're all drunk and right. fucked up. And um, now, did were you guys did you guys drink or do drugs? Oh no, we were we were no. teenagers. You know, we were no. we were no. too young to do in, okay. get into that. And um, I didn't do that stuff either. And we lived like an hour away from where the venue was. Okay. So it gets to be like one in the morning. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to have to call dad. And our dad had a hot temper. Oh. And he was like, fuck, I, all right, I'm coming out. And you got to find a payphone. Yeah, we don't have we've, a cell phone. Uh, I'm, waiting, I'm waiting by the payphone where this guy who had the shit beat out of him. Oh, yeah. That guy. He's dripping blood. Blood everywhere. everywhere. Out of his face. Some redneck, crazy son of a bitch. And he's on the phone screaming. He's got blood all over the yeah, phone. Gerald. Come here. Come here, get me. I'm here. Wait, yeah, come here. And he finally hangs up, and there's blood everywhere. Oh, my God. So I'm holding it with two fingers, yelling in the phone, Dad, come get me. The car won't start. So all I hear on the other end is, if I get there, I'm going to kill you. Oh, he was (laughs) I'm going to kill you. So him and my mom drive an hour out to pick us up. And 
while they're in route, we finally get somebody to jump the car off and it starts right up. So we're like, we're going to have to pretend the car doesn't start till he gets here because he's going to be even angry if he realizes. Yeah, because again, you can't say, oh, no you know what? Phone. We got it started to turn yeah. around. So anyway, they show up, but they go to the wrong entrance. Okay. They go by where the truck, the tr- the uh, buses and shit are. Okay. And his name's Eric. So my mom gets out of the car and goes out and starts yelling, Eric, Eric, where are you? <laughs> and one of the roadies walks up and he goes, Ma'am, he's not here. And he's she's like, What? He, he says, You're looking for Eric? She's like, Yeah, he's like, he's not here. He's back at the hotel, ma'am. And she's like, Who the hell are you? he's like, You're talking about Eric Carr, right? And she's like, No, who who the hell's Eric Carr? I'm talking about my son Eric. He's like, Oh, you need to go in that entrance over there. <laughs> That's she's the best. Around back there thinking that, they're thinking she's a groupie. Yeah, they That's thought she was the some best. crazed fan trying to track down Eric Carr. Well, you know, the next time I want to get an autograph, I just put on my lady voice and yell out a name. Maybe they'll Maybe just come work. out. Maybe yeah. they'll come out. But yeah, so dad showed up and the car started right up, which pissed him off even more. And then oh my God. we got home at three in the morning. You'll never go to a concert again. Oh, no, this is the last one with uh, a stupid kiss, kids in Satan service. Oh, no, it was more of I was showing him my, my tour book the next day and he gets the, the Paul Stanley page. He goes, isn't he party? I was like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just did Gene, so you're up. All right. So I'll do, all right, my choice is for Gene's solo album. I'm not a big fan of this record either. And it's, uh, it's Ace Paul here and Gene and Peter are down here. Mm-hmm. And this Gene had a great opportunity to put out a really cool album in the yeah. demon persona, and it yep. would have pleased everyone. But instead, he decided to go all Hollywood and play out, have yeah, every guest star on the everyone planet. Everyone's Joe Perry, thing. Cher, Helen, Helen Reddy, Reddy. Lassie. Is uh, album. Rick Nielsen. Rick Nielsen. So Jeff Baxter. Yeah, I think I think Seeger. I think Bob Seeger's on it. Yeah, there. he's on it too. Everyone's on this record. Yeah. Um, but it, I don't know. It has its moments. The one keeper that I wanted to pick, and you had mentioned it being a good song too, is Man of a Thousand Faces. That's a great song. I lo- love the orchestration on it. Demoed for Dress to Kill, too. Wow. I walk the streets by day. I never know quite what to say. It doesn't matter anyway. Of a thousand faces, of a thousand faces, of a thousand faces, who's the For years I've lived inside my dream. I've got this. It's a great tune. I've got this crazy theory in my head that that song could be updated and you could do like thrashy guitars where the orchestra the string parts are playing that would probably would sound work awesome i'm surprised they didn't do that on kiss symphony it would have been perfect for that, that would have been it? perfect for that there's a lot of stuff they should have done on symphony that they didn't do i i, I don't usually have my uh, my kiss uh, autobiography is that just out. for me I, I just put that out for you and same with that monster oh okay um do you, how well do you know those uh, those biographies? Very well. <laughs> I, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna. I'm gonna definitely. Uh-huh. We're gonna definitely be talking um, l- later this week. Okay. I have a. I have a, a show. A show booked with uh, me, Wayne Fetterman, uh-huh. Jimmy Pardo, and Dave Holmes. That's it's, a good man. The show is called guess. Kiss and Tell. Uh-huh. We're each gonna take one of the biographies, and we're gonna read the same, uh, the same story, uh-huh. but each individual members. Take oh, on that yeah, story. There's a number of examples of that. Yes, and yeah. there's and there's uh and they they differ a lot. Is sometimes. this for Rock Solid? Oh well, it's going to be called Rock Solid present, but this is going to oh, be a man. live show at uh, in front of people. Oh hopefully. really? Yeah. Oh that's. Awesome. But we'll record it as a podcast. Yeah, I want to hear that. Yeah, that's great. So I might need I might need to <laughs> pick your brain a little. bit. Oh, feel free. All yeah. right, cool. Um, 
I'm going to jump into um, an album called Unfinished Business. Okay. And this is Eric Carr. Uh, I guess an album that they cobbled together uh, long after his uh, passing. Yeah. And because it's called Unfinished Business. But uh, let me play a keeper from this, first of all. And um, this is a song called uh, Just Can't Wait. Spring is rising on a soft, warm day. Birds are singing, thought I heard them say my name. Summer's coming soon. I can feel the heat upon my face. That song's pretty great. That's good. That's Ted Poley from Danger Danger on the vocals. Wait, that's not Eric singing? No, he wrote the song, but that's Ted Poley singing the song. Well, holy crap, because yep. this I thought that I didn't know that. I yeah. thought that was Eric singing. Mm-hmm. He sang on the original demo, but they, they upgraded it for an unfinished business is mostly people coming in and finishing off the demos. Well, then the next song, because see, I thought, I'm like, wow, Eric. Car sings so good on that song. That's not even <laughs> no, him. That's Ted Poley. Well, then I well, then I wonder who sings my clunker. Okay, what's your clunker? My clunker is a remake of Shandy. No, that's Eric. Okay, this is really. This bad. is from his audition tape. This is really terrible. Oh, it is. Play this, Kyle. This is so bad. Well, it's a de- it's an audition tape. Yeah. That would have been my clunker. Yes. (laughs) Okay, down, turn down. But that Uh, got him the gig. (laughs) They they didn't care. Hey, he sings as good as Ace. (laughs) Yeah. Um, The uh. Now I went to this. Uh, I went on iTunes to this album uh-huh. uh, to to look through and, and pull some songs off. It's so funny. We talked about Ted Poley before we started yeah, recording. Yeah, right before we started recording. That is so weird. And I was kind of like Ted Poley. Who cares? And that guy sounded great. Um, Good singer. There's a couple spoken word things. Uh, oh yeah, that I love that part of it. And Kyle, what's the first one called, Kyle? Are you are you in the iTunes store? Yeah, Eric speaks to the fans. That one. Yeah. Now, what what I discovered is Eric Carr was kind of as lispy as Paul is. Yeah, I guess he was. Listen I never to, really thought about it. Let's that listen way. to this. Hi, this is Eric uh, from Kiss. In case you don't know what band I'm in, that's the uh, band. <laughs> I'll play that again. It's so quick. Hi, this is Eric uh, from Kiss. In case you don't know what band I'm in, that's the uh, band. Eric from Kiss. In case you don't know what band I'm in, should make fun mm-hmm. of people having a lisp. But uh, I was just shocked to hear. Is there another spoken word thing somewhere? Uh, Play any of yeah. them. See what this one is. How did you convince him to put on one of your songs finally, one of your vocals? Well, I locked myself in the bathroom and I refused <laughs> to come out. And I said, "Look, I'm not going to play the drums unless you let me sing something." They said, "Oh, isn't that weird?" Yeah, that's weird. I never noticed that. Yeah, and I've heard a lot of interviews with him too. Who's your favorite drummer in Kiss? Oh God, that's a tough one. 
Mine's with that. Mine is Singer. I think he's Eric's the I most mean, versatile. I think he can imitate Peter. I think yeah. he can imitate Eric Carr. But yet, I think he has oh, his own thing. Because when I see him with, when I saw him with Alice so many times, yeah, fucking great. Oh, he's a great drummer. Yeah, and he. He fits on Michael Glove now, especially because he can play everything from all eras. Like yeah. he can handle Eric Carr stuff because Peter couldn't do Eric Carr stuff. No. Um, but I guess for my own personal enjoyment, I'd have to either Eric from the Revenge era, because I love the way he played during that time. Yeah. Or Peter from around like 75 Cobo Hall. Yeah. He was he was the MVP of the band during that period of the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the best musician in the band at that time. And then I don't know what the hell happened. I don't know drugs what happened, happened either. Yeah, drugs happened. But yeah. But, but um, they but did. I, I loved Eric Carr too. No disrespect. We said, yeah, no disrespect to Eric Carr either. But I, I don't. I guess I didn't like. It's too thunderous. Too, too big. And I, no. I don't know if I. I don't know if I like with Eric Carr. It might be more of the production, how the albums were produced too. Well, and Eric Drum's live sound, they they were trying to keep up with the Joneses technically, so yeah. they had all these weird filters run through the board for his yeah. drum kit, so his snare sounded ridiculous. Yeah, like especially on the Hot in the Shade thing on uh, Kissology, mm-hmm. they grow into they go into I Stole Your Love and and it, but it just sounds fake. it sounds like a computer is doing it or something. It's weird. Yeah, I almost think they were hindering him with technology at the time. They uh they probably were and um Kyle and I we just saw we saw Kiss play this um uh, stripped down acoustic show uh what was that a couple months ago yeah I think it was like two months ago now and um Eric Eric Singer sang Mainline yeah and and they sang Beth why why do they keep doing Beth well I have not, I've never I haven't seen them do it with makeup on well, they have been I mean well they do oh, they, it, they started doing I, it I know they did between uh, around. 2008 to 2010, mm-hmm. they were doing a lot of shows in Europe. Yeah. And they would go out there and do it with but, acoustic guitars and they would sing it with makeup on. And it was just, but I don't, I don't understand the call for it. I really don't. Well, Mainline sounded great and Beth sounded great too. I'm sure it did. I mean, Eric can, Eric's a great singer. Yeah. But like Beth, I don't, that, and I'm not a big original band purist, but right. it's like Beth, in my opinion, just let that be Peter's thing and let Shock Me be Ace's thing. Right. Eric and Tommy have both done original material on the newer let albums. Let them play, let them play, those, play those songs. Yeah, I don't know why they don't let them play those I don't remember either. Shock Me being a top 10 hit. It's no. not like you have to play it. And I don't... Um, my weird thing is with... Uh, what was the, What's the song on Monster that... Uh, that, uh, that Tommy did? That Tommy did. Well, he did When so Lightning did. Strikes on the first one, let and then Out that. of This World. Out of This World was Tommy's song. And it's almost like Tommy's trying to write songs or sing songs that Ace, like Out of This World sounds like a spacey, it's an Ace song. Acey song. Although musically, it's um, Mississippi Queen by Mountain. No, yeah. It's the, same, right. it's the same song. I hate that album cover, Monster. Yeah, they, they really could have done something good with that. And they just kind of, like, I'll just slap on a, a stock I, photo of and the that, band. And the Monster logo looks like Monster Energy Drink to me. The, it's very similar. There's a story behind that. Well, apparently Gene was trying to he was aiming trying to, to get sponsorship he was trying to make a deal with the, the energy drink guys and they were like we don't want a deal and we want you to change the logo and they had to alter it a little alter bit. it a little bit yeah. I love the Sonic Boom cover yeah it's pretty cool do you Mike, like that Michael album Dur- I, see Sonic Boom I think was good but it was them trying really hard to make a 70s sounding Kiss yes, record and, and it, it succeeds on certain parts yeah. I think Modern Day Delilah say yeah I thought mm-hmm. Hot and Cold and mm-hmm. uh, Yes I Know were all good um, but it, it was just there. And then monster I thought was more honest because it wasn't them trying to really make a kiss record. It was more of them playing off of their influences. Yeah. Like I, I hear humble pie. I hear mountain. I hear deep purple with hell or hallelujah. Yeah. It sounds just like burn. Yeah. 
So I think they were going more off their influences, and it's more of an honest record. Do you think we'll get a, ever get another Kiss studio album? I used to say no, but I, I mean, who knows? Before Sonic Boom, I said no. I and think then we, we got two more, so... Yeah, I think we will. There'll probably be one more before it's over, but with Ace, maybe? What? Maybe. Why do you think that? Because him and Paul him just and Paul did Him and Paul are getting thing? along again, maybe. I wouldn't be surprised. Mm. Don't shoot yourself in the foot, Ace. I don't know. <laughs> All right. I played some Eric Carr. What do you got? So for my Eric Carr, let's see. And I went into... Well, this song, which is my keeper, was uh, off of something called Rockology, mm-hmm. which came out before, and then it, it was updated for Unfinished Business, okay. which is really his sister getting musicians to come in and round out these demos and yeah. make them sound like professional quality songs. And uh, This is a great song. This is one that Kiss rejected and should have put on one of their albums. Okay. It's a song called Eyes of Love. Okay. Is it a ballad? No, no. Oh. This could have been great on Hot in the Shade. Is this Eric on vocals? Bruce on guitar. good tune i don't yeah. know that tune but yeah that i mean that would have been fit just fine on a kiss yeah. record could have been a live song for him and everything but no nope we gotta put read my body on <laughs> it's a terrible song oh, the clunker of all clunkers hey pour some sugar on me was a great song let's rip that off i still think burn bitch burn is one of the that's top pretty bad clunkers. too oh logs and fireplaces are kind of cool oh, god you know, we did a fake commercial on my show for Simmons Lumberyard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's put, putting logs in fireplaces since 1984. <laughs> um, okay. And I got a friend of mine that does a great Gene Simmons impression. Oh, that's great. So, yeah, we, we do these deep thoughts with Gene Simmons segments. <laughs> that's terrific. A whole bunch coming for our Christmas and July shows. Decibel so. Geek Podcast people. Check yeah, it out. Check it out. Um, and so for my clunker from Eric... And this isn't even a really a bad song, but I guess if I had to pick, well, Shandy would have really been my clunker. Oh, Shandy. <laughs> but I, I, and that, that's one where I think the family kind of made a mistake. It was just his audition tape. It was a scratch vocal. Yeah. They probably shouldn't have said, yeah. let's make this into a song. You yeah, know? they should not It have. was just something he submitted so they could hear his voice. Yeah. But uh, this is a song called Somebody's Waiting. And, okay. and we are that somebody. <laughs> Playing, but it's not. Does it not? Did it not work? Yeah, it's not working. I'll see if I can try and find it. Oh no, I think you. Have oh, one. I have the wrong thing. There you go. That's Maybe okay. it's my fault. <laughs> try it again. <laughs> there we go. This is the ballad. If you just want to flip ahead a little bit, you can. One heartbeat at a time. Oh, this was our wedding song. Was it? No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's kind of schmaltzy. You, you like it, I can tell. 
I don't. I don't hate it. I don't hate it either. But it's just kind of like eh. it's not unlike anything you would normally play. How dare you! <laughs> I'm gonna make you drink a beer now, a, ba- a beer that you don't like. Uh oh. Um, <laughs> let's move. Uh, let's move to some Paul Stanley. We need. We need to. Cl- we need to cleanse the palate here with a little Paul. All right. So this is from the '78 solo album. I know Love I've it. played this song on the show before. I think we're gonna be the same. But it's so. It's so great. It, and and this is. Wouldn't you like to know? Yes. Me? It's just so great. So many things happening in this song. That might be the best song I play on the show today. I agree. I think it was, that was my keeper. Totally. And uh, it's all right. It's so good. Yeah. It's kind of. It's kind of like. Wouldn't you like to know me? Two mm-hmm. a little bit, and I thought both of those songs were single quality songs, but they didn't go with either of them. I know. Move on is good, but it's, it's good, but it's, it's not, not the, this. It's not even near the best song on and, the record. And also, uh, "Hold Me, Touch Me" was that a single too? Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they promote you. That song is. Sleeping, you want to talk about schmaltz? But Jesus. there's something I must say, <laughs> though the road. <laughs> our love will find the way. Because he's singing like so. So, Paul, why did you think yeah. that was a good choice of a single? Let me tell you something. First of all, I love holding people. I love touching people, and I just love singing about it. It's spectacular. <laughs> so good. Paul Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my clunker. I and just it's made not, my whole trip to Los Angeles. This isn't really a clunker because I don't make no clunkers. A lot of people come up to me, they say, Paul, and I say, what? They say, Paul, what's your clunker? I say, fuck you. I ain't got no clunker. Uh, so this really isn't a clunker. This, this is all just the song I like least on this album. Right. And this is ain't, ain't Quite Right. I love this song. But there's not really a clunker on the album. You know what I mean? In the morning, moving easy. Everything seems so right. But when the night comes, I've been dreaming. Dreaming back. Yeah, it's not a bad song at all, but girl, you gave me good love, but it ain't quite right. I always thought it was kind of a Frampton feel on that song. Oh yeah, it does have a kind of a Frampton feel. Yeah, yeah, sure. But yeah, no, that and the musicianship on that record is great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he had Richie Fontana playing drums on on most of it, and then Car- Carmine a piece on some of it, which I know they had to recut some of his stuff because <laughs> he was just going insane on his drums. Did you guys see when? Uh, were you guys able to see when Ace and Peter went on tour yes. together prior to the reunion? Yeah, I was at the the Nashville show for that. That was phenomenal. Yeah, I got to meet Peter after that show. 
we didn't even try to meet anyone at. That was before I was doing this. I didn't even try to meet him. Signed. He met me. Like I was outside waiting for my Peter. Yeah, yeah no. Peter. <laughs> 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 no, so, I was outside smoking a cigarette. My friend was had gone way down the block to get the mm-hmm. car. And uh, the bus pulled up, and he bummed a cigarette off of me, wow. and then talked to me for like five minutes. That's cool, super nice. See, and like I, had, I'm one of the few people I think that had positive uh, interaction with him during that period. What members of Kiss have you met? Give it to me. Uh, so I've met Peter. I've met Ace. I've met Mark St. John. Rock and peace. Yeah, that was it. I haven't met Gene or Paul. I've met, and you haven't had any members on your podcast yet. no well i had bruce which i've met bruce you've yeah. met bruce yeah, okay yeah. you met bruce yeah it's really funny because i've met gene and paul yeah he met gene and paul at a book at the book <laughs> signing here that's, in town that's the best you you met paul yeah i've met paul i've met paul eric oh i've met eric bruce too. eric singer too yeah peter those are the four i've met and i got sued by vinnie vincent no, is that true no no, no i'm just playing uh, not, not yet at least uh, it's your turn. I just played okay. some Paul. All right. Well, I want to play something. This is one where I didn't. I couldn't really find a clunker on this record. Yeah. So I wanted to play another tune from it. Okay. So the the other Paul song I want to play from this one is "Tonight You Belong to Me." In a dream, <laughs> a long time ago, your brother gave you the thumbs down. This is your clunker. Well, it starts off soft, but then it, then it gets hard, like Paul would say, right? In a dream, <laughs> a long time ago. Yeah, this song does kick in eventually. Oh, it's great when it kicks in. But what did we know? Years seem to pass. It's time to get I should have skipped a head song. <laughs> it's okay. There we go. Yeah. It's over here right now. Yep. Here comes the next one. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, there's no clunkers on this album, but I but I like Aces better. I will say a thing that pissed me off even when I was a, an eighth grader and these albums came out and I bought them. Mm-hmm. On the back of the album, they thank the other band members yeah. and then fucking Peter adds an extra dude that he thanks. Oh, that guy died. Yeah. Inside the jacket. Let's keep it. Uh, oh, let's okay. keep all everything <laughs> cohesive, Peter. <laughs> Jeez. Who's the guy that died? Uh, his name was, I think, Michael Benvinga. He was a bandmate from a early band that passed away. Do it inside. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Boy, you're tough. <laughs> I'm going to go to Peter's uh, first solo album after he left Kiss. Do we have to? This is out of. This is an album called Out of Control. Yeah. This album sucks. Yep. <laughs> How do you really it feel? It sucks so bad. The song I'm playing is My Keeper. Oh, my okay. God. It's a remake of a song done by the Rascals and also done even better by Pat Benatar, Peter's version is not good, <laughs> but it, but it's the only song that I can even barely listen to on this album. This is You Better Run. Mm-hmm. What 
You don't picture Peter in leg warmers when you hear that? Like, did he... It's just so bad. Did he... Um, like, the, he didn't tour on this album or anything, right? No. The, the I uh, interviewed a guy that was a roadie for Kiss, and then he wound up being, like, the musical director for this record. God. And he said that there were plans in the works for him to go on The Tonight Show and perform one of these songs, and it God. fell through, probably when they heard the record. Of course it did. Yeah. And he was supposed to tour, but nothing. That's the thing about that Peter Chris book. He doesn't take... Any responsibility for anything. It's everyone's fault. Pretty much. And I, I don't like that. That's when I, I go, oh, then I don't. Although Paul does it to an extent, too. They're both pretty similar. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Uh, but Paul, I think Paul's is the best of those books. I think Paul's has the most truth to it. Yes. I, I, I got my bullshit meter was lower on his than yes, on the other ones. I agree. Peter's, it was pretty high because it was like, all right, come on. Man. Ace doesn't remember anything. No, so I, I like, think Ace had a team of people write the stories for yes. him. Because he couldn't remember shit. No. And Gene was just talking about having sex all the time and <laughs> business deals. Uh, my clunker on Out of Control, they're all, the rest are all clunkers. But yeah. this is the clunkiest for me. This is called There's Nothing Better. Oh, this is a beer commercial. This is also a band that's like in, uh, this would be like in Roadhouse. Yeah. There's nothing better than you. Oh. There's nothing better than me. We're both better. <laughs> they say we broke all the rules, but that's the way it should be. Right the that's terrible. Turn that now, off. if Randy Newman sang that in a Pixar movie, that would be all right. That would be a hit. No, <laughs> no wouldn't it be Randy Newman? <laughs> <laughs> so bad. There's that. I feel like at the end of that song, I should say Budweiser, the king of beer. The king of all beer. America, the king of all beers. <laughs> America, fuck yeah. No, awful song. <laughs> Terrible album. Did you buy that album, uh, Greg, when it came out? And what did you think? Horrendous. Yeah. So, Rocky was also the album cool. cover is kind of so, cool. Yeah, I do the, like the cover. Jukebox exploding. Do you know the, the the brunette that's shoving the blonde? Yeah. The brunette's supposed to be Lydia Chris, and the blonde is his current wife. <laughs> what an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Just an a-hole. I'm going to take a dig at my ex-wife on I my know. album cover. Idiot. So, yeah. So, for, all right. God, this album. Oh, I bet I've listened to this album no more than three times in my entire life because it's just that bad. It's one of the the thing about some albums you'll be like you'll be like why do I still own this? And then you'll say, oh, let me give it a maybe maybe it's not as I, bad as I thought it was. And then you put it on and you go, oh no, it's do you I own it? That bad, yeah. No, I don't own this album. Oh. No, no, I own it. No. Yeah, he does on I, CD. Yeah. Do you, do you still own CDs? Yeah. Physical CDs. Of course. It's the best. Yeah. Well, I'm really back into vinyl more than yeah. anything lately. But no, I own it's con- it. And, that's convenient. But the, <laughs> that, the, uh, the listen to something until it gets better. Yeah, vinyl's real convenient. Um, but no, I think I buy the vinyl more just to have it than yeah. to play it. I, buy, I, I get yeah. vinyl just to have it signed. Yeah. I'm going to start doing this too. You got to. Um, it's fun. But yeah, the thing with the, like you said about listening to something to once a year or whatever, I do that with the elder and um, I do that with Cheap Tricks, The Doctor. I yes. listen to it once a year and yeah. try to convince myself that it's good, and I usually can't. I'll tell you what. I, I, like, I don't like that new Cheap Trick album at all. You don't? I don't. I thought it was good. And that's my, that's my band. I this, figured you would have liked it a lot. I, I, don't, I think the songs are forgettable. 
Really? I really don't like I, it. I can't really remember them right offhand, so yeah, maybe you're right. I really don't like it. I dug it when I listened to it. I was like, it's pretty good. And I was... Um, but I'm not a diehard Cheap Trick fan yeah, either. I'm, a, yeah, I was very, I'm very disappointed with it. Well, that's a bummer. I know it is. Well, speaking of bummer, let me play my Peter Chris song. <laughs> All right. Um, so like, I, I try to put myself in the mindset of what it must have been like to be a Kiss fan in 19... Was it 80 that this came out? Yeah. And you're thinking, you difficult. Know, this is Peter Chris, the cat man. He's out on his own. He's going to do his own thing. He's going to shock the world and set the world on fire. He and was my favorite member when I was a kid. I love I, Peter. I loved him for a long time yeah. like when I first got into him. So I'm thinking, being all hyped up to hear Peter Chris come out with his brand new album, What's Gonna Happen? And he puts out this song to start it off. What is this? By myself. Oh, okay. Jesus Christ. Really firing off out of the gates there, Peter. You want to hear a needle scratch and then hear like, and then rip it. Nope. What is that? Starting over again. Talk about a guy who doesn't know how to even sequence an album correctly. Oh, it's it's a horrible opener. This time I'm on my own. Starting over okay, again. you're good. That's, yeah, I can't that handle much more of that. so awful. So I really picked two clunkers. Do you really want to hear the other Play one? Play it, because okay. it, it's for comedy reasons. <laughs> okay, well, the title track, which, you know, it's yeah. a it's very autobiographical. <laughs> you telling me he was out of control at one point? Just a tad. Scarface 2, starring Peter Chris. Fuck it, I'm going to make an album on my terms. I'm the cat man. Listen to the thought-provoking lyrics. There's all kinds of ladies. Yep. That'll make you feel good. Yep. His lyrics They're suck. Some show can do it. Have sex. Give blowjobs. And something they could. What is that? Now, <laughs> really it doesn't even make sense. It doesn't make sense. Cause I've been with them all. Oh, he's banged them all. <laughs> I don't need them no more. Look, I banged everyone, but you know what? Now I'm with you. Yeah. So you feel confident in our relationship. I get this this album, the recording of it, I picture in my mind the same scene from uh, Boogie Nights when Dirk Diggler's recording his record. That's <laughs> <laughs> Peter doing a mountain of cocaine and then singing the guy next to him. That's great. That's great. Yeah, Dirk Diggler's yeah. album's better. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Peter doesn't have the touch. Let's uh let's let's hit some now. What's your upset? You're obsessed with Vinnie Vincent. A little. What what is your obsession with Vinny? It's weird, you know. I um I was I've been a Kiss fan since eighty uh, seven. Yeah. But I didn't really become a, a fan or interested that much in Vinny until really when I right before about a year before I started the podcast. Okay. And what it was is I it was one of those things where you'll find something online and you'll find a message board about a certain mystery thing and then yeah. you'll just go down the rabbit hole and you'll get obsessed with it. Yeah. It was that way with Vinny. Like he started up a message board online and. I just knew that he was a mysterious type character, and then I started reading and more and more and more and more. And I and at the time I was writing a lot, and I was like, it'd be really cool to do a book on him, you know, because there's so much out there that people yeah. don't know, and maybe it'd be cool to find out what happened. And when I started kind of feeling these people out on this fan message board, I had one guy get in touch with me, <laughs> who basically was a stalker, yeah. and uh, had all this information, <laughs> and he sent a bunch of it to me, and it was let's just say incredibly juicy stuff. And I was like, well, I could really 
turn this into something yeah. if I wanted to. So I started writing a book. Oh, good for you. And I got about a, you know, a little over 100 pages in and hard drive crashed and I lost just about everything. Oh, and I had done interviews on was little uh, Olympus digital recorders that you could run through your phone, like did, the earpiece. No, I'm not joking when I ask this question. Uh, did, did you cry? No, I didn't cry. I was I punched a wall, but um, oh, but I didn't cry. That's the worst. Oh, it was it was bad. But I was starting to listen to podcasts mm-hmm. around this time because I had started a new office job. Okay, and, and I got into you know Hardwick and Corolla and all yeah. that stuff. And I was like thinking it'd be cool to do a music podcast. And but I, and I still all I had was the Olympus digital recorder. I recorded some phone interviews with for the book. And I yeah. was like, look at these damn interviews. These would be cool to turn into a podcast. Yeah, why, not? why don't I just do a music podcast and I'll make this the beginning of it. And that's how it started. Okay, cool. So I started researching that way. But like Vinny fans are a breed unto themselves. Mm-hmm. And they are it's funny though, because most of them that are real diehards, they will call him on his bullshit and but they're as big a fan as yeah. at the same time. And I'm the same way. There, there's a lot of unethical things the guy's done, but I think he brought a lot to Kiss. And he's also just a enig- enigmatic guy. And where is he? Nobody knows. That's so weird. I mean the last I had heard was Maybe he had moved back up to Connecticut, New York area, mm-hmm. but that was. Does he have any cash? I don't. Well, he just did a big auction of a bunch of his guitars and stage clothes yeah, and he stuff. He wanted and ridiculous, ridiculous amounts of money for this. They all, they all sold. Are you kidding me? Mm-mm, it was no. like guitar pick four hundred dollars. No, it was yeah, like craziness. It, I don't know that he got what he wanted. I think the somebody told me that it wound up being close to forty thousand dollars is what it what wound up being raked in by it. Right. So he's probably living off of that. Wow. But. Uh, yeah, you, I could talk to you. We could do an entire episode devoted to him. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a not, fan. I'm not that big of a fan. He wears a wig on the cover of uh, Lick It Up. Probably. Yeah. The same one that Mark St. John wears on the back of Animal Eyes. <laughs> it's yeah. like a poofy lady wig on It's weird, Lick though. It he up. had a full head of hair, though. I don't know I know, why but I think his hair was like stringy and Paul and Gene did. You do what Paul and Gene say. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, let's go to the <laughs> Vinnie Vincent invasion. All right. This is... Uh, and Robert Fleischer's on the first album. Robert Fleischman. Who, I'm sorry. He Fleisch, was a, Fleischman. Also sang for Journey for a little while. For a little while. And yeah. then Steve, then then he got booted for Steve it's Perry. Got named Perry replaced him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Robert Fleischman oversings to me. Just, that was what was that was what was called for. The, Vinny wanted that out al- that first album yeah. to be the most over the top extreme oh, it's pretty heavy over metal the record of all time, and that's what it is. Uh I, I might have a song that's um, more ballady. I think. Uh, let me hear uh, from Vinnie Vincent Invasion, uh, No Substitute. I want you, but you never reply. I can't get through on your line while you're intuition keeps holding you down. No, it's not a ballad. I can't imagine him singing for Journey, though. Really? A little bit. There's footage on YouTube of it. I could hear him. Now when I hear this, it does sound a little journey-ish. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Kyle. And that should have been a single. I think it had potential. Yeah. But then by the time by the time 
then Fleischman was gone, though. He was gone before the first video was shot. Yeah. Mark Slaughter was lip syncing to his vocals. That must have. Why didn't they just re record the vote? Well, I guess you couldn't because they, I don't know. Well, they, I know, well, I think they tried. And like, they, I think there's a demo out there on YouTube of, mm. of Mark Slaughter, well, of him doing Shoot You Full of Love, uh-huh. which is on there. It's a great song, horrible lyrics. But, um, yeah. But you think Shoot You Full of Love is a bad lyric? <laughs> I don't know. It's no by myself. Take my jizz. Um, my my song is uh, my clunkers. Do you want to make love? Because I just I, I picked both of these songs. These are your two. Yes, these are your two keepers and clunk. What if they were reversed? I don't. There's not a clunker on this album, in my opinion. So but you I picked, picked no substitute. I picked both songs, and the clunker is. And I what I would want to hear would be the solo for "Do You Want to Make Love." I think it's one of the best solos. You but ever the, did. I just I just I just hate the sentiment when the song's called "Do You Want to Make Love." Go ahead, play it. Do you think this is a clunker though? No. You like this. There's no clunker on this album. Greg Greg is moving his head like a bobblehead. We both love that. I mean, I'm grooving to it. So over the top, though, the vocals and everything. Can you, can you skip to the solo? The solo is awesome. Uh, you want to find the solo, Kyle? <laughs> I try. Is it past this? Past or? the next chorus, yeah. I would love it if Greg said, it's at two minutes and four <laughs> seconds. <laughs> Here we go. I think... It's a pretty great solo. Yeah. I don't know. I love both of those songs. What's your least favorite Kiss album? Least favorite Kiss album? Yeah. Psycho Circus. Really? Yeah. Greg? The Elder. The Elder. The is a close second, even though. Even though I will listen to it. Yeah, I will listen to it, too. Animalize. <laughs> Animalize? Hate it. Hmm. Hate it. It's all because of Burn, Bitch, Burn, huh? No, I don't like... <laughs> it's got one of my favorite Kiss songs on there. I love Heaven's on, Heaven's fire. on fire. I love it so much. But I think Thrills of the Night's good, too. Look, we'll talk later. Okay. Um, I'm going to jump into a guy who uh, is an asshole. And this is Gene Simmons. <laughs> I'll say, take your pick. <laughs> uh, but this is He names 2004. He does a solo album. I was so excited for this solo album, too. Me I was too. really psyched for it. And I hate it. That's awesome. It's, it's, <laughs> you hate it? Oh, I hate it's that. terrible. Uh, yeah, it is so bad. But, but the one song I do like is... Um, is his is his cover of uh, who sings? Who I'm drawing a blank. Firestarter. That's your keeper. That's my keeper. Wow, we are on opposite ends of the spectrum. Well, let's hear Firestarter because I, I I uh, <laughs> I like his version of this, and it seemed to you know because he breathes fire. It just seemed yeah. to like go with his character. Mm-hmm. This is Prodigy, right? Is that who? That was the original, yeah. yeah. Dave Navarro on guitar. I'm the trouble starter. 
Yeah, this would be on my treadmill uh, playlist. Yeah. I'm the fear addicted. Danger illustrated. Hey, hey, hey. I'm a fire starter. Twisted fire starter. Have you ever heard this, Kyle? Uh, I've heard the original. You like his version? It's okay. All right. Twisted fire starter. Okay. It sounds like somebody's uncle doing a, a rave song. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, it's about as genuine as is uh, him doing "Wish You When You Wish Upon a Star." I don't know. It's just lame. there's there's not a lot to love on this album. Now, have though, you so seen the video for that song? Uh, I think I have. It's him dressed up as a gangster with like women all around. Yeah, him. it's, it's the awful. whole thing. The, the, the title, the album title, well, sucks. that title is so stupid. The cover sucks. But yeah. my uh, my clunker on this is a song called "Beautiful." Trying so hard. (laughs) It's bad already. I love Kyle's reaction when he hasn't heard. (laughs) This is awful. Yes. It's like a it's like a Tommy Lee solo song. Oh God. So terrible. K Jewelers. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it sounds like a commercial jingle. Is this about a cross dresser? I think it is. Okay. Is Gene trying to be Lou Reed? He was a gangster a minute ago, now he's Lou Reed. All the right moves from your long, long dresses to your sequin shoes. All right, all right. Can't hear any more of that. Garbage. You know what? I changed my mind. I love it. <laughs> what do you have from this? All right. I don't own this album anymore. I had it on CD and I got rid of it so no, I quickly. Still, I still own it. Yeah, I um, don't. I just can't. <laughs> I don't listen to it much. Yeah, I'm, I was afraid if I put it on the shelf, the other albums around it would start to decay. Right? <laughs> so bad. Uh, it, I had a tie for Keeper, but um, which I think are the two best songs on the album, which I don't know. Sweet and Dirty Love is a pretty good tune, okay. it, but it was a reject from Psycho Circus. Okay. Um, but one I want to play because it's just it's a little bit more interesting was this song that he did that I guess he got together with... He had started writing the song with Frank Zappa years ago yeah, before yeah. Frank died. And then he talked to the estate and they agreed to let him have the tape. Uh, yeah, Gail it. and Amit and yeah. Dweezil, uh, friend of the show. Yeah, he was Dweezil Zappa. Yeah. He's going through some rough stuff right oh, now. Oh, yeah. They're fucking I've been screwing reading him. It. I've been reading it. Do you know... The... Here's the one thing I... I'm sorry to go off no, on a tangent. Fine. But their mom, Gail... She split the. Here's how she split the Zappa family trust among the four kids. Mm-hmm. She gave Amit thirty percent, Diva thirty percent, Moon twenty percent, and Dweezil twenty percent. Yeah, what is that? That's about? fucking bullshit. That's that's saying as soon, I'm going to go to the grave knowing that my kids are going to fight with each other. That's yeah. what that's that's. that's I don't know why that's she did that. An awful person. Yeah, it is. So now the two youngest kids. Own sixty percent share. It's just it's well, fucked up. Dweezil's the one that's you know keeping the legacy going. He's the only one that yeah, has. The rest of them mu- aren't doing anything. I'm not going to say that the that the girls don't have talent somewhere, but no one has musical talent except for no, Dweezil. He's the guy. He's the guy. Yeah. So, uh, what's, I, I all, what's, he, what's the latest move? He was going to do. Oh, he's going to go out and do another tour. Well, at the time like of this, fifty years of Frank or something is what he's called? Play, He's calling it. Uh, 
Dweezil plays whatever the fuck he wants That's or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, He was on, at the time of this record, he was just on Mark Marin for the second time. And Marin, to my knowledge, doesn't really have guests on, hasn't had guests on, many guests on more than once. Right. But he had Dweezil on to uh, talk, talk about, about this. It. He I'll got choked up. He, he started to cry twice and then kept it in check. It was like, I'm like, that really sucks for this guy. It does. Because he's a super nice guy. Yeah, I've been following yeah. it. And it's, it's sad to watch those guys you know, battle it out in the media like they have. They shouldn't even have to battle it yeah, out. None they of that stuff should have been public. Really. No, this is all Ahmed's fault. Yeah. Jerks. He's calling it this cease and desist tour. The cease okay, and desist perfect. Tour. Yeah. That's good. Like they wouldn't even let him call it Dweezil Zappa plays Frank Zappa. Yeah, they gave him a hard time for that too. Whenever I tweet to him, I always put I always put Zappa. Zappa plays Zappa. You yeah. can't say it, but I can say it. <laughs> Zappa plays Zappa sounds perfect. Yeah, it's perfect. And it's, it's just ridiculous they're giving him a hard time for it. I know. It, you know? But no, I, so I picked the Gene Simmons, Frank Zappa pseudo co-write. Yeah, yeah. A song called Black Tongue. All right. This is your keeper. Yeah. It was either this or Sweet and Dirty Love. All right, Love. kids, here's a real rock and roll song. There's Frank. See, Zappa is such a acquired taste, and it, I'm not a giant fan, but yeah. I dig some of the stuff, and I love how this sounds. It's one of those ones where you go, "I respect it," but it's not my thing. So this has a good little groove to it. Gene even pulls off the vocal. Gene's a good bass player. Oh yeah, he really is. Yeah. Everyone says your hair's too long Or else it's far too short Don't ever abort yourself For anyone else, of course If everyone says when you play guitar It's always much too loud You can tell them to stick it You won't get far If you're not far out I just dig that. Yeah. It's got a little groovy It's song. a nice groove. But yeah, the uh, beautiful. Uh, beautiful is tough. Was that your clunker? Yeah, worst right. song on the record. Uh, okay, who do we got? You're, you're up next. Okay, let's move on to Ace Frehley's uh, Anomaly. Okay. Um, I like this album when it came out. It's got a lot of, it's it's got like 15 or 16 tracks on it, mm-hmm. so... Yeah. Sometimes when when an album has that many tracks, you, if I can whittle it down to ten, I like. I I think that's still a great album. Do you like Anomaly? I do. I like. It hasn't. I don't really go back for it as much as I thought I yeah. would. But I there's a handful of songs on it that I'll never skip when I come up on the iTunes. Do you like Space Invader better than Anomaly? Yeah, I yeah. do too. Yeah, it's got a looser, rawer sound to it. Yeah, and it's not. Uh, it just sounds more like an honest Ace Ace album. Yeah, yeah. I think Space Invader is pretty solid. But for Anomaly, I uh, is um. Uh, again, he, he does this all the time. You know, he wants to always talk about space, but the one of the song that it's my keeper is a song called outer space. Okay. You said you wanted my love. I think it's, re- I think the production's excellent. Yeah. But when I came from above. Marty Fredrickson helped with this album. Yes. Works with Aerosmith. Yeah. And- 
I think Ace needs a good collaborator when he goes oh, in the yeah. studio. You should have stayed in the dirt, girl. It's like I told you. It's like I told you I came from outer space. I think this rocks. Yeah. It's a good crunchy song. Yeah, that, yeah, I like I love that term, crunchy. Crunchy guitar. You know yeah. exactly what it is. Yeah. Um my clunker on this is uh, is we we play oh a clip from this song quite often, and I isolated <laughs> this section where that clip comes from. This is a song called "A Little Below the Angels." And again, it's, that sounds great. The drums are yeah, musically, it's yeah. good. Oh God, I know. thing I've ever seen. <laughs> the uh, most beautiful thing I had ever seen. Yeah. Well, also, why does he say sure, baby? He sure, baby. Like, yes, honey. Yes, I have. Yes, honey. <laughs> Ask me a question. I'll be ace. Ask me any question. Ask me if I've seen something. Uh, have you seen uh, the newest... Uh, America, Captain America movie? Sure, baby. And it was the most exciting superhero movie I had ever seen. <laughs> Ask me something else. Just for me. This is just for me. I like hearing myself talk. Uh, you think I've ever seen Bigfoot? Have you ever seen Bigfoot? Sure, baby. And it was the scariest thing I had ever encountered. <laughs> Come on, one more. Rule of threes. Uh, do, you, do you regret leaving Kiss or being kicked out of Kiss? Sure, baby. It was one of the worst mistakes of my entire life. And then I had you, which was number two. And then I recorded a little below the angel. <laughs> what do you got, Keeper and Clunker from Anomaly? Oh, God. That, man, that song sucks. Um, <laughs> okay. It smells bad here. Yeah, that yeah. was my Clunker. Okay, so... Um, What's your Keeper? My Keeper, hard to decide between the two. I got an original and I got a cover. But let's go with the cover. Because it's a cool song. This is, this is a great cover. This is him covering the suite with Fox on the Run. Mm -hmm. Ace of this toggle switch. Sounds so good. Yeah. I was so hoping he would check name check himself in that. Oh, really? <laughs> Aces on the run. Oh, God. Ask me if I've ever eaten Captain Crunch cereal. Have you ever eaten Captain <laughs> Crunch cereal? Sure, baby. And then afterwards, I drank some orange juice, and that was a real painful thing in my mouth that day. 
because the Captain Crunch cuts my mouth up. <laughs> it's like eating razor blades, baby. Sure it is. <laughs> uh, and then your clunker's a little bit low. The oh, yeah, 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 since yeah. we since you played that cover, I want to jump in. I want to keep going with Ace. Okay. I want to go into Origins Volume One. Okay. Um, I don't like this album that much because I yeah. think he made some very lazy. Oh yeah, there choices. More, it's Volume One. There's more coming. There, I, and I hope that I hope that is because uh, the some of the songs are good, but then there's so many. Like I said, lazy. Yeah, lazy covers, lazy choices. You didn't want to hear another cover, a wild thing. I, no, that's my clunker. Let's <laughs> hear. And, and this is a friend of the show, former guest, Lita Ford, Ford is on this. Let's hear. Wild thing is the clunker first. Pointless. Pointless. I'll listen to X do the rock version. It, it adds zero. It's, yeah, Cheap Trick does a version of this on um, Encino Man soundtrack, and it's bullshit too. Total crap. There needs to be a moratorium on Wild Thing cover. Please. Wild Thing, I think I love you. Okay, Lita. But I gotta know for sure. Oh, come on and suck it to me one time. Yeah, we're 40 years too late to say suck it yeah, to it's, me also. And then, like, White Room, Street yeah, well, Fighting Man. Is he playing a state fair? What? Magic <laughs> Carpet Ride, I know. <laughs> Um, and then he d- he he redoes two Kiss songs, Parasite and Cool Gin. And Those then are okay. And then he does Rock and Roll Hell. I like that. But I mean, but it still doesn't top the original. Though. No. So I mean, he should have had Gene sing that. Yeah. And then played the guitar on. Right, because yeah. he never did on yeah. the album. No. So, um, and my keeper on here, my my keeper is is a real is a great choice. Yeah. It's from a band we talked about before we started to record, Thin Lizzy. Yeah, same and, as me. And I love I love Emerald. <laughs> love it too. And who's on this slash on this with him, I think? Yeah. It's him yeah, the back and forth guitar part's great. Yeah. Now this is an inspired yeah, choice. That's I what I was looking for. He's doing this one live too. To fight the fight. He should. Did we have the same keeper and the same clunker? That's amazing. I love that song. All right, I'll let you choose this time. His I, voice is perfect for that song, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really good. It is. It's. Uh, I think this is the way Ace is going to go, though. I think I, I don't know if we're going to get. I think I think the next couple albums are going to be these Origins Volume Two, Maybe. Volume Three. Yeah, I mean it's easy for him. I'd like to hear some more original. Honestly, the, uh, did you ever hear the demos he did back in the '80s before Fraley's Comet came out? No, because I'm not a crazy person. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, man. <Matt. laughs> so when I was in the sanitarium and listening to yeah, these songs, yeah. uh, no, did you have your Dynasty uh, straitjacket on? I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Gene Simmons Dynasty <laughs> right, exactly. straitjacket. Yeah, cost three thousand times as much. Um, no, it was the, he did like these almost new wavish demos with like synthesizers and keyboards and stuff. And there's some actually really great material yeah. there. I think Ace is best when he's got a bit of a pop element to his song. Yeah. He doesn't have to be super heavy on well, right. outer space. Sounded good, yeah. But he brought that song in from another band. He okay. bought that from a band called Shredmill. But this was when he has a pop. Did you element, say Shred Shredmill? Shredmill band from here in California. Okay, cool. Um, I the, didn't know that. Yeah, they sold the song to Ace. Mm, great. And you can actually, I think you can go on YouTube and hear their version of it too. It's Again, pretty much the same. I am not insane. Okay, all right. All right. <laughs> Come visit me sometime. I will. Okay. 
was the name of the janitor in there when they were... Otis. It's the name of every janitor. <laughs> so those those demos are great? Yeah. They're really cool. They're, and like he even did like... There's a song called Baby It's You that was like an old soul song. Oh, wow. And he did a great cover of that. There's no member of Kiss that I root for more than Ace. Well, he's got because, the most potential. And, yeah. And when he's yeah. when he's good, he's great. Yeah. Especially live. Yeah. He's one of the most fun solo acts to see yeah. live. What's going on? Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, everybody. Uh, who do you want to go to next? Okay. Well, we, with Ace, we didn't get to Trouble Walking, the album that he put out in 90. Uh, you, we can do that 89. since we're on an Ace kick. I don't. I love that album okay. very much. Well, I was going to... I do have a Keeper and a Clock. I don't have any songs from that, but okay. I, I do like that album a lot. So for the Keeper, I want to play a little bit of the title track, Trouble Walking. Sure. Love this riff. I like the cover, too, with him controlling... Yeah, like, the marionettes. Yeah, yeah, a couple of different aces. Sounds good. Alright, Well that's a good song to kick. That's a good to. song. With the by Clunker, and mm-hmm. it's a real clunker. This is such a stupid song. <laughs> uh, the guys from Skid Row guest on this, you can hear Sebastian a little bit in the background. This is the dumbest song. It's called Back to School. Alright. God, this sucks. The riff's good. The riff is very good. Then he sings. I'm going back to school, baby. That's better than what's on the day. his answer to Alice's school's out? Oh, God. The answer is wrong. (laughs) Did you write this for, like, computer nerds who love school? Finally, we have an anthem. My favorite song is by Ace Freely because he sings about going back to school. Yeah, I never went. Staples commercial i know <laughs> um i love uh i love his cover of do ya yeah it's, the ELO it's, song. it can't I mean, top the original no yeah. it never can but it's, but it's enjoyable um what's another song i like on this did you have the did you have the track listening up there actually that remember me song yes. that he does at the end of shot, shot cool shot. i like I, I like his version of hide your heart yeah, i do too i, I think the I solo really like is it. better than kiss the well, solo uh, yeah sure no, but but Bruce, Bruce. No, is I good. like Bruce's, but I I like the feel of Ace's better yeah. than better than the uh, the Kiss one. Um, Ace 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 like all the great guitarists, Brian May, Eddie Van Halen. When you hear him, you, you know, know that's Ace. Yeah, they, uh, Joe him. Walsh. I mean, you know. I mean, and that's doesn't mean um, Bruce Kulick isn't a great guitarist. He oh, is yeah. a great guitarist. But when you can find your own unique sound, mm-hmm. that's when it's really something special. Absolutely. What were you going to say, Kyle? 
Oh, I just had the track listing up, if that's what you were asking. No, I, I looked at it. We're cool. Oh, okay. We're cool, buddy. Is Shot Full of Rock on this one, too? Yes, that's the opener. And that's a great song. Yeah, that's too. a great song. Yeah. Say that again? Oh, was that uh, too, young yeah, to, too Young to too young Die? To die. Mm. Yeah. And there's also Five Card Stud. <laughs> right. <laughs> he, I think he name checks himself on yeah. this album if somewhere, we, too. If we're not singing about space, we're singing about card games. Since you brought Peter Chris up, though, he's, he's got a solo album called Let Me Rock You. Oh, yes, he does. He's got a beard on the cover. He's looking totally... Looks like he just got out of the shower. I know. Yeah, his hair's <laughs> wet. It's like, what the... F- he just does everything wrong. Just told his wife, just take a picture of me and we'll send that to the record company for the album cover. Let's go with my... Uh, my Keeper is a song written by uh, Vinnie Vincent. Oh, okay. And uh, John Waite does an amazing version of Tears. I like Peter's better. You like Peter's better oh, than yeah. John Waite's? Yeah. Why? Is the production too big on John Waite's? No, I, just, I, I this is one I think suits Peter's voice better. I just like the way Peter sings it. Do you see that I have four John Waite I albums do. up there combined in a frame, uh, which makes me as, as insane as you? Because so, <laughs> I have that. So John Waite versus Peter Chris and Vinnie Vincent. Uh, but let's hear. I I do love this song because Vinnie Vinnie Vincent is a good songwriter. Oh yeah. There's a demo of him singing this too. How's his singing voice? It's pretty good. Is it? Yeah, it's deep, kind of deep. And again, not released as a single. No. Song isn't mixed correctly. This, the, the music is too loud. It should be yeah. a little bit. Yeah, the whole album isn't produced that well. And my uh, my clunker is the uh, is the title track. Okay, let me rock let you. Me rock you. Hey, you want to go down to Arnold's and have a soda? Hey, Potsy. Hey, Fonz. Get in the back. Hey, sit on it. This is as bad as the Fonzie song. Yeah, it is. If you're alone and you need someone, rock you. That's the title track of the album. I feel so bad for Kyle having to sit it through this shit. All right. That's just so terrible. You know, Kyle, I heard that um, Trent Reznor was heavily influenced by this album. So yeah. You, might, you should dig it. <laughs> yep. Influenced to take drugs? Yeah, that's true. Was your keeper tears? Uh, no. Well, I, it, this is one of those where I'm gonna, I want to play a couple of clips here. You trying, to, you trying to sabotage this show? No, 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 no. You're going you're gonna to enjoy this. Okay. Um, this isn't a keeper nor a clunker. It's just a song. But I want you to play just a little bit of Feel Like Heaven the, from Let Me Rock You. And then we're going to play something right after it. All right. To cleanse the palate? No. No. <laughs> to make it worse. These songs are giving me a stomachache. This song kind of sucks, too. Yeah. Get out the disco, folks. Wow. From the Rocky 2 soundtrack. Stallone's doing uh, 
a montage song. One-handed push-ups. Let's just get into the chorus real quick, and then I'll... I'd rather listen to Frank Stallone than... I would, too. He'd do a better job singing than... I'd rather hear Stallone sing from Rhinestone than this. Yeah, I'd rather Sylvester Stallone sing this. <laughs> All right. Okay, please. All right. So, but that song's called Feel Like Heaven, which I'm not even going to, it sounds like hell. But um, let me say something. Did you ever see Rhinestone? I did. <laughs> yes. Stallone sings a song called Drinkenstein. Yeah. Try to find Drinkenstein on YouTube. We'll play it. Go okay, but what's your song right now? Okay, <laughs> called Drinkenstein. So, so feel like heaven was written by Gene Simmons. Okay, so I guess that my theory is that he was trying to sabotage this album because <laughs> I hear Peter use this. Peter, I got a great song. I'm I'm gonna call I'm gonna call Peter up and I'm gonna tell him that I have a great song for the new album he's recording. That'd be great, Gene. Yeah. So yeah, but it's really a horrible song. Oh, is. that's great. So he demoed this himself as a Kiss song. Okay. But I want Kyle to go to like the last maybe 15, 20 seconds of it. What you have to hear is what he sings at the very end of the, what he says at the very end of the song. Okay. That's what makes it worth it. All right. Terrible demo. Let me wrap your steaming piss flaps around my nose. I'm not even going to repeat it. <laughs> if you want to hear that again, listeners of the show, if you want to hear that again, you are going to have to back it up. Oh, okay. Because I'm not even going to. That is, what the, what? That's the original demo for the song. Oh, my God. Gene. You got Drinkenstein queued up? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, God, we're going to hear that Have you now. ever heard this, Kyle? <laughs> nope. Oh, my God, Kyle. I think directed by Bob Clark of Porky's fame. Comment says, surely one of the but lowest points in his career. A monster, oh boy. And they call him Drinking Stein. I remember that. <laughs> and the tavern down the street is the laboratory where he makes the transformation all the time. Holy balls. And a shine of Dr. Bud is a pint of monster blood. They could have fit on out of control. <laughs> he's dressed like a pimp. But why are you Yeah, she's in the movie. I hope they bang. They call me they call me Can Apollo Creed show up and punch him in the head? Did the uh, Stallone probably say, "No, look." I'm not really a singer. How do you want me to do this? And the guy just said, <laughs> "Just go with just it. Just sing. <laughs> yeah. Just sing like you'd sing in the shower." Okay, that's not going to be good. He's like he's like bouncing up and down like a <laughs> cartoon. I'm benefiting for the fact that I didn't have to watch it. So. Oh my god, he's got like a big orange. T- it, it doesn't even. I make do sense. remember the movie. Yeah, 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 it looks like he like fell into the wardrobe department and <laughs> came out. <laughs> let's uh, let's let's. Me, but I've actually watched that whole thing. From, I've seen the whole movie. I've seen. I saw it at the theater. I remember when it came out. I went and saw it. Yes. Yeah. Would you do with the money you got back? (laughs) Uh, Let's give Paul some love. It's been a while, so let's go on to his uh, his fantastic solo album, "Live to Win." Do you like it? I like it. Uh I don't know. I call it fantastic. His subpar solo album, "Live to Win." It's good. It's um. It's a pretty good. I mean, you know, after asshole, you're like, uh, what's Paul gonna do? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, this is better than. Better than an asshole. Mm. No, 
That's a tie for me. You don't like do you do you like Live to Win? It's a really good album. Yeah. Eric, are you into Live to Win? No, not really. He doesn't no, live right. to win. Well, my, my keeper is a song called Bulletproof. Did you see him on this tour? Say love comes once in a lifetime. Some people say it's behind every door. I saw your eyes and I knew for the first time. No This could have been a kiss song easily. Yeah. Kyle, have you ever heard that song before? Yeah, I like this album a lot. Yeah. Um, man, he dissed me hard at this uh at this we got up into he they played the House of Blues, yeah. great show. We got up to the foundation room, which is like basically the kind of the backstage area. It's above the House of Blues. It was me, Pardo, Mike Schmidt, and he just I had the live to win. CD booklet. Yeah. I always think when you have the new product, yeah, that's when guys are like, yeah. "Hey, man, cool!" And just like literally, like I'm like, "Hey, Paul!" I literally like, "Hey, Paul, could you get fucking just a nah. just a dick?" What side were you talking to? Oh, I think I was actually on the side. Wow, with the with the uh, cauliflower on the on the yeah. side of his head. Yeah, it's a valid question. It's it, not bad. It may have played into it. Is he blind too? Because I fucking stuck <laughs> no. it in front of his face. Uh, Sorry, Paul. But what was cool is he's blind in the other eye. Tommy and Tommy and Bruce were uh, Tommy and Bruce were also at the show. Yeah, and uh, you know, so we got to see them like up close. They didn't duke it out with each other. No, no, no. Oh, Jane okay. Wheedland from the Go Go's was there, and I talked to her. Uh, I don't know if you like the Go Go's. Ah, cool. What's the what's what's name an artist that you like and you listen to and you own their CDs that people wouldn't expect you to mm. uh, to like? Because I mean, if you look around my collection, yeah, you'll eclectic. see you'll see Carly Simon and 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 the Bangles and Carol King, but then you'll see the Nuge and you know ACDC and I'm not thinking the way that I like a super fan of that I collect their stuff of, but yeah. that's mostly rock and metal stuff. Yeah, but. Uh, I don't know. I like uh, I like some female singers like uh, Joan Osborne or Jewel. Or what if you would have said Doro? I love Doro. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> I'm sorry. What was it? Joan Osborne? Joan Osborne or Jewel? I like some of that stuff. Yeah. From the okay. 90s. Cool. I was into that. Um, no. I heard that Joan Osborne is Ozzy Osborne's daughter. <laughs> is that true? That's why I bought the album. Yeah. No, I like I like a lot of stuff. But um, I got into some country in the '90s, mm -hmm. but. Uh, can't stand it now because I live surrounded by it. Yeah, and what's passing as country is not country. You must be able to get a lot of guests though, like living where you live. Oh, it's it's amazing. Yeah, because like most of the uh, '80s Sunset Strip guys moved out to yeah. Nashville. I think Tom Peterson from Cheap Trick lives there. He does. He's been there for a long time. You should get him on your show. I got to you... tour his apartment. You got to tour his apartment. <laughs> well, I got to look in it. My one of my friends was the manager of the apartment complex, and mm, that's a good manager. Want to see Tom's stuff? I got well, the key. Well, he's like. I'll open the door and you can walk because he had to even, go. Even that seems like an invasion something. of privacy. I didn't get to walk in, but he's like looking. But you could see basses hanging all over the wall. Wow, that's living, cool. The living room was just covered with bass guitars. Nice. Yeah, he was out on tour. He had to go in and fix something for him. If if I was if I was uh, if I was ever going to get a, a member of Cheap Trick and I had my pick, I would pick Tom. He uh, yeah, he seems like he'd be an awesome interview. Yeah, I and yeah, I I, I love Tom Peterson. Yeah, he's, he's, he 
I think he's great. I loved his. I thought his Hall of Fame speech was the best one. It was the best one. Yeah, it was the not best. just because he thanked Gene and Paul. Right. It was. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He he had some heart to it. And yeah, it was. It was the most. Personal. I think once he came back to Cheap Trick in '88, he was so incredibly happy to be back. And well, I didn't follow. Why did he leave the band? And what did I he, think he had a heroin problem. Oh, was that what's going on? I think that's what it did was. Did he do anything while he was gone? Like musically? He, he did a, an EP with his wife. I think he also had a Yoko Ono type wife. Her name oh. was Dagmar. And they did an album called Another Language. That's bad. And an EP, four songs. It's really bad. Ah. Oh. It's really, really bad. So That's weird. I never think about Cheap Trick being drug guys. They always seem like the clean cut guys. Yeah, I just um and maybe maybe they weren't. Maybe that's why his problem was bad. Yeah. Bad enough to Wow. No, I didn't know that. Exit. Uh, back to live to win. Um, uh, my uh, my clunker is a song called "Lift." It's just not anything that grabs me. I think it's the one that's trying too hard to do something that I don't like. That, that's my issue with the record. Okay, there's too much of that. That, that part right there. Yeah, it's like a Three Days Grace song. That's, yes, that's yes, yes. That's my issue exactly. with the record is that he tried to make a modern rock album. He did, but I think I think um, he succeeds on some more, of, more times than he fails. Yeah, but it's like I don't know. I just I'm coming from the guy who loved the '78 yeah. solo, and I was, I was wanting that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is nothing like it's nothing it. like that. It's a short album too. It, it ten songs, th- mm-hmm. thirty three minutes. Yeah, and I mean I, I didn't, you know, the, I think I think the title track is cheesy. I've never was a fan of the title track, even though South Park did a great thing with it. Do you, do you, uh, I'm assuming that in your life you live to lose? I live to just break even. Usually. All right. Yeah. But now, um, my keeper for this record was, uh, this is a cool song. I would have liked to hear, I would have loved to have heard this live because I think he did play this live on that tour. There's a song called Where Angels Dare. School yeah. to it to me. Hey, it just popped in my head before I forget. Glenn K. Amo will be doing the um, artwork for this. He did the past uh, two Kiss Keepers and Clunkers uh, artwork. I also sent him a, a 
photo of you that I pulled from Facebook so okay. that he could, uh, right. so that he could do. No, I, I picked a good one. I think I, okay. I think I picked a good photo of you. Cool. And so that he can, because uh, he does anima- I love the ones he did animated uh, versions of us. So yeah. I don't know if he'll put it. If he puts us in makeup, I don't know if we'll know that it's you. So maybe you won't be. I don't know. It's well, better that way. To find uh, out. I don't like to do. I don't dictate. I like to just see what the guys do. That's all good. What's your clunker from Live to Win? This song, which you know, so I think some fans in the nerd circles have speculated that this song was kind of a dig at Gene Simmons, but I'm not sure that that's the case. Is it called Asshole? No. (laughs) It's called All About You. It's called The Demon Sucks. I hate the production on this song. Way too much. And again, I don't like that that little effect that he did right at the beginning. I can't take it. I've been working myself Got like a little waka 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 Sounds like an Avril Lavigne song <laughs> To the moment that we're all alone In my mind I pull your body closer Every second yeah. feels like a day In my mind I'm lying next to you It's just a minute away A minute away Chorus is winning me back a little bit, though. It's okay. Yeah. I don't like that. It's produced like everything on the radio at that time. Yeah, it's that like time. the whole album. So yeah, overdone. Do you think we'll ever get another Paul solo album? Mm, that's a good. I think we'll get a Soul Station album, bro. Oh, dude, you don't want that. Dude, that's what he's it, talking about doing. Dude, I'm. That guy. We left it. Went to Burger King. We went to and then came back to get signatures. He's so well, Burger out, King sings better. He's so out of his li- league with those songs. Yeah, I mean he. That's well, not, he surrounded himself with tons of talent, and it, I think he's hoping that'll cover up. It, where he's it doesn't. He, it's that is not his wheelhouse at oh, all. Yeah, he's limited on what he can do these days. He's. I mean, I'm as big a Paul Stanley fan yeah. as you'll find, but his voice is shot. You know, he, I. Yeah, that la- the last tour we saw uh, the Monster tour, I guess. Um, I give that show a 10 out of 10, but Paul was about a six, Yeah. but Gene was, Gene's pretty much fire. Yeah. Yeah. On fire. And look, Eric and Tommy are, are great. They're solid as Eddie trunk needs to get over that BS that they're wearing the makeup. Uh, Paul was good at the acoustic show. We saw though. Yeah. Paul was good at the acoustic show. He's got moments. He'll have shows here and there where he, he pulls it off, but I mean, to sing that back catalog at that register, yeah, I mean it's gonna tear anyone's vocal cords. Yeah, I up. agree. You know, I, I mean, don't know. I don't. I don't think we'll see another solo album. I really don't. We'll see a Kiss album before we. I ever think see we may solo. see a Kiss album because you can have all four guys sing on those. But a, yeah. whole, a ten song album of Paul, I don't. I think, think they so. need to divvy it up a little bit more. I wouldn't mind Tommy and Eric each singing two songs on an album. I wouldn't mind it either. I think it'd be be awesome. Yeah, they should. Or when they play live, they need to divvy it up a little bit more. Too. Yeah, I agree with that too. You know, they've had some sh- some tours where Paul sang like the first four songs in a row, and it's like give the guy a break. Yeah, exactly. That's, or maybe he's you, giving. He, maybe that's his decision. Yeah, if you want to conserve your voice, you know, that's the way to do it. Yeah. They, they have a catalog of so many songs. Oh, to- well, when I saw them in two thousand nine on that Sonic Boom tour, I I was I went because mostly because my kid wanted to go, mm-hmm. and I was like, let's go and see. But I've been watching videos online. I'm like, it's like things are starting to slip. Yeah, and we went. We had a great time, mm-hmm. and. Where we were sitting, it didn't wasn't too noticeable. Yeah. So we had fun. 
And then when I put the stick in and listened, I was like, oh, this is not good. And I, I decided that night, I was like, I, I took him to see him, but I think my my time of going to see them live is probably mm. done. Because I don't want I don't want to walk out and go, man, I'm just heartbroken over his voice, you know. Because <laughs> right. I mean, Kapal Stanley was the ringmaster yeah. for all those shows I saw. He would carry every Kiss concert I saw. Yeah. He's um yeah when any whenever anyone tries to throw up uh, that David Lee Roth is the best frontman no. of all time, no. he's not. Paul Stanley because he could move and actually and, sing. And Steven Tyler, those guys yeah, are Steven both great. better frontman than than David Lee Roth. Roth, I mean Roth's a good performer. But he's vocally not that great. No. Yeah. But I mean, when I saw Van Halen, he had the same stage patter every time. There were two concerts I saw in the same city mm-hmm. that were years apart where someone threw a quarter and hit him in the head. And after the show, he's going to fuck their girlfriend. Uh-huh. Exact same thing in the same city. Well, Paul does that a lot too, though. I know. But it, but when since Kiss is in a costume, I don't mind if they have like some, yeah. you know what I mean? Well, I had, a, I had a friend that followed them around in the 80s, like during the Asylum tour, and he saw them on like four different stops. And he said by the fourth stop, he was like, man, Paul goes to the doctor a lot. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, just when you said Asylum, why didn't they wear the straight jackets for that horrible cover? Or called Dynasty Asylum. How horrible is that Asylum cover? It's pretty bad. I mean... You know, they got the idea from a Motels album cover. Okay, but they're yeah. They shouldn't. But, but it's not called it. Kiss Motel. Yeah, they shouldn't. But that's that's how out of that's how out of step they were. They were the really time. out of step. They don't know what the hell they were doing. No, they were just trying to compete. That's all. They, although the album yeah. is not bad, the music isn't bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like uh, I like any way you slice it. And I like King of the Mountain. I like a lot of tunes yeah. on that. Who wants to be lonely? Things yeah, are falling. Um, I'm the one that started us off on Live to Win. So what do you want to take us into? Okay, let's do um. All right, I guess we're gonna have to get into this. Let's do a, well. Let's do another Peter Chris one. Let's. Uh, you going one for all? Well, before that, the Chris Cat One album that oh, came out. That's we skipping that one. I'm not, but you oh, can, okay. I mean, I am, but you can do it. How, how do you get the rights to use the makeup on on that cover? Did they? But he only used half of it. He only used half of it. <laughs> that he was doing a signing. That's when I met him. Yeah. Yeah. Was he super nice? Um. Yeah. I mean, oh, I, I, I don't remember. I don't remember him not being. Nice. It was at a. It was at a Kiss convention in Chicago. Yeah. I was with. Uh, I was with uh, Pardo at this thing, and um, he, I don't think he was. Okay, he was starting to come around around that time. But yeah. If you saw him in the early '90s, from what I hear, he was a jackass to everybody. That's always the way to be, I think. Well, he was, wow. especially when you're trying to get people to buy yeah, your shit people album. People buy your just shit. Bitter. Yeah, he was just a, a wreck. Um, you're but the. Dick, you are the better they are. I know. What, what's wrong with him? I bet he's a dick now again. I think it's come full circle. No, no. You don't think he's a Peter dick? Chris? Yeah, you think he's a sweetheart You now? mean outside of the signings? If I run into him at the Starbucks. I think he, from what everything I've seen, he because he does a lot of these like monster horror conventions. Okay. And he's like really nice. He's like overly nice to the fans now. Oh, okay. Well, like, that's good to know. He'll take 10 full minutes with each person and talk to them. All right, that's good. I think he's got a wife now that kind of keeps him happy and he doesn't freak out like he also used to. he had he had breast cancer right so that he might be that man, he that's, yeah he had male oh, breast cancer. that's yeah, right he might be I a little probably changed him a lot and yeah. is this the wife now because i know that he banged everyone and then this is the wife that he's with now there's a song about it i think we heard it earlier <laughs> so um i don't know i have to check well good him. i'm gonna look for him if he comes out to one because i would like to yeah, uh, i think you're good if you go see him now all right have you ever met peter chris greg not peter not peter no. do you have peter's autograph Singer Bruce Kulick, 
Vinny Mensa. You're gonna get a present. You're gonna get a. You're gonna get a present when you leave today. And Bill McCoy. Did you hear what I said, Greg? Present. I'm giving you a present when you leave today. I'm going to sign your arm, and then we're going to go get it tattooed. No. <laughs> okay, what is a... Uh, oh, shit. What are we doing? We're going All to right. Peter Chris the Cat number one. Yeah, I don't know why they called it Cat Chris Cat one. Yeah, because no one wanted a two. Yeah, it was not great. I hated the band. I hated these guys that he was working with on this. They looked like a bunch of fucking losers. Or Mark Montague or whatever. Yeah, his name. he just put a book out. No, oh, good for him. Yeah. <laughs> My years with Peter. That's what it's about. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> I I feel the same way about that guy as I do about the members of Skid Row. Because oh, wait, wait, <laughs> hold on. What about what's going on? <laughs> I'm I'm kind of friendly with one of the members of the band, Rachel. Yeah. Okay, look. Those guys have to know that there's there's no Skid Row without without Sebastian Bach. There has been for 15 years. I know there has, but, but have, you, have you seen it? Yeah. Do you like it? Uh, mm, making this very difficult for me. He's not going to listen to this. Yeah, probably not. Um, no, I. They have. They. I would love to see them get back together with with Sebastian. I think if they got in the room together, they would go. We were, we're idiots. I this just, is what we should have been doing. We had this conversation in the car. The yeah, we were the talking about this on the way here. How do we talk? How do you, we talk about Ted Poley? And you guys talked about Skid Row all before this like, record. Uh, the um, Ashton Kutcher, what are you doing here? <laughs> the um, what was I going to say? It's um, if you got them in a room and they I think talk they, to each other, I think they would say, yeah, yeah, we've wasted a lot of, we've wasted too much time. Let's do this. Okay, that's what the other three guys would say. And what do you think? You Sebastian think- would come in and call everybody a mother trucker and like talk about how he he's the whole reason they were successful in the first place. And- All right. if, Van, if Van Halen can can record and tour with Ross, I agree. And they, the members of the of Eagles who yeah. hate each other can do it. They should do the same arrangement. Everyone rides on their own bus. Yeah, keep each other away from each other, and you see each other on the stage, and then yeah. you leave. I saw I saw uh, I saw Black Star Riders open for Love the them. fake Skid Row, and um, and I'm like, oh, first of all. Skid Row can't follow Black Star Riders. I love Black Star Riders. Yeah, it's so good. And 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 the vocalist I saw, they were awful. Who did they I'd, have at that time? I think Mark Solinger. Oh, Johnny Solinger. Johnny Solinger. Yeah, yeah. That was the guy that replaced Sebastian. Oh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't dig it at all. And then they went from with the guy from TNT, and now he's gone. Now the guy from Dragon Force is singing with him. It's too much. I mean, it's, oh, I agree with you. I want. I think they should get back together. But it's just, it's one of those things where. As far as Rachel and Snake are concerned, unless unless they have no money to live on, they're yeah. not going to work with the guy. And they have a great logo. That band has a great logo too. Yeah, I man, I, I, I'm amazed that the original Skid uh, Skid Row didn't uh, sue them. You know the Gary Moore oh, yeah, version. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Then Liz- wonder why. Thin Lizzie. Wonder why they, they could. probably didn't care. Yeah, but no, I mean, I I agree they should get back together, but it, I don't think it's I don't. Well, I don't know. We'll see. You never say never. Axel is... They're getting uh, a lot of money thrown their way. Axel just uh, got back with ACDC. So, you know, it could happen. <laughs> Axel just got back with ACDC. <laughs> Cat number one, let's hear your keeper. Like, there can't even be one. There can't even be a keeper. I like the song, and I know that you're going to give me shit for it because you and Jimmy hated this because you mentioned it in your last episode. All right, here we go. This is Blue Moon Over Brooklyn. Australia on guitar.
It doesn't sound like Peter's voice, and I like the raspy Peter voice. Terrible album cover, right, Kyle? Yeah. It just looks like the year 1994. Yeah, yeah. Or an album cover. It's terrible. That was that's what bums me out about the uh, the Ace Anomaly cover. Like he can't use the makeup, so they kind of do like a mock up that looks. It's a solo album with sunglasses. Yeah, on. it's very. It looks strange. like Roy Orbison and uh, Ace yeah. makeup. What is your? Uh, I do love the album. I do love the cover of this. Uh, Origins Volume One. I think that's yeah, a I think cool it's great. Cover. Yeah, and uh, I don't mind the Space Invader album cover that much either. No, I like it's that fun. one yeah. too. What uh, What do you got as your clunker for that? Uh, this is a song called "Bad People Burn in Hell." <laughs> also, possibly written about Gene and Paul. And there's a, they do a cover of Beth on here, right? Yeah. That's just, just a gen- generic, that's generic yeah. crap. Um, we talked about Space Invader, so let's hear a little Space Invader. We're going to go to Ace Freely. And we're wrapping up, guys. We're almost done. <laughs> I know, it's torture. It's fine. Are you guys okay? You guys holding up okay? Yeah, it didn't actually get too hot in here, no, did it? Bad. Are you guys okay? All right, so this is uh, this is from 2014. Space Invader, I think it's a pretty great album. I really, I do like it. For the most part. Yeah, for the most got part. got some clunkers, though. Uh, but... Uh, the song I the my keeper is a song called I Wanna Hold You. <laughs> Me too. Okay. <laughs> so funny. So weird. That pop sound. Yeah. So good. Oh, that was a beautiful. What happened? Hey, hit the oh, you space just hit it? That's okay, Kyle. If you didn't like the song, you can just stop it. <laughs> Did you like that song, Kyle? Yeah, it's fine. All right. And then, uh, and my clunker, no. my clunker is again Ace doing his Ace thing, and my clunker is past the Milky Way. Okay. We differ on this one. Okay. I can't, I can't believe how much we've been on the same page. I know. It's a lot of songs to choose from. Yeah. Now I'm past the point of no. <laughs> and I hope and pray that I'll see you Cause I'm no quitter Not at any cost Now I'm running out of oxygen But I still got my guitar Still got that guitar, he's 
though you can't breathe. Celestial bodies, they surround me. I don't think I'll make Venus. Okay, I can't, I can't. <laughs> What's he going to name the whole, you know, the Milky Way? I don't think, Ace, I don't think Ace could go to space at all. There's no way. No. They should do a reality show where he goes to space Where he camp. becomes an astronaut? Somebody was trying to crowdfund that. Really? Like, a, like putting Ace on an actual rocket and sending him into space. I, th- I think just a reality show of him just at space camp for oh like whatever that, six that, weeks would be great. Call Ace, it Ace Camp. Ace Camp. Ace Camp. Oh, yeah. And then, him, him in that like gyroscope thing that they always show. Oh you know God. what I'm talking about? I, I know, I know oh, what you're okay. talking about. The Vomit Comet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they have the, the thing that spins and then yeah. they, they have the zero G Yeah, you're right. Yeah. What do you say, Ace? Would you like to go to space camp? Oh, I don't know. This is ill prepared. <laughs> sure, baby. All right. All right, thanks. <laughs> um, what do you got from this album? All right. Well, we had the same keeper because that's a. Uh, Here's how you do it. You have to say like, kind of. I'd like to ask Ace a question, oh, and then that gives. Him okay. Time to cue my bad. <laughs> I don't throw the clips on my show. I always edit them in later. All right. So for my clunker, that's, that's too much production. I, I know. That's why I spend too much time doing that stuff. Whoa, careful there. That's All right, great. so for my uh, clunker, this was an easy choice for me because I think this song musically is not bad. It almost, it's kind of reminiscent of She from Dress to Kill. Are we good? He needs this worse oh, than okay. I do. All right, making sure that... <laughs> He's playing the song, so if mine runs out, we're fine. That's true. My songs are still there. I'm just using this as a cheat sheet. I got so you. So your song... I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, thought, this song musically is decent because it kind of reminds me of she from kiss okay um but lyrically it's bad and it's called it's called toys you didn't like dolls you don't like toys i don't like dolls or toys i almost picked this one too this sucks and he does this one live (laughs) thanks ace you should let the fans make the set list up although my co-host aaron camaro loves this song he named his son Ace. You might need to get a new co-host. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's just so... <laughs> I can already hear myself going to the bathroom during yeah. this. <laughs> I hate songs where you... It's the first time you've ever heard the song, but you know what the next line is. I love how the cluckers, we don't even get to the chorus. <laughs> Do you want to get to the chorus? No, I okay, really don't. Cool. <laughs> Let's go to this. Uh, I'm going to go to All Systems Go. All right. Vinnie Vincent. Another the, classic. Now, this is uh, Mark Slaughter's on vocals now. Yes. Uh, Dana Strum's still on bass. Yeah, Bobby they, Rock on drums. They go off to form Slaughter yeah, after this album. Bobby Rock would go off to Nelson. That's right. And he He's, now plays drums for Lita Ford. He's kind of a big buff guy, right? Oh, yeah, huge. Is he still buff like yeah, that? Yeah, looks exactly the same. Um, he doesn't wear the same spandex, but he looks the same. <laughs> Keep his hair? Yeah, still all has right. all his hair. Good for him. <laughs> uh, this is All Systems Go. This is uh, My Keeper is Love Kills. I know, it's a, it's a ballad. This was, your, yeah. this was your keeper? One of them. I can't, there's no, I don't, I didn't pick a clunker on this one. Who do you like vocally on better for Vinnie Vincent? I like Fleischman better. Yeah. They're both good. 
Why do Fleischman bail? I'll get to Italian. Kyle, you enjoy some uh, some '80s metal. Uh, what did you think of that? That was fine. Yeah, that's from the Nightmare on Elm Street Four soundtrack. Oh, it is. Yeah, it was like kind of the theme song for the movie. Um, so why did Fleischman bail? Fleischman this- bailed because uh, they got through recording the record, and Vinny sent his manager to Fleischman with a phone book size contract and said, basically, you don't have time to read this. Just go ahead and sign it. We'll deal with it later. No. And Fleischman was like, no, no, let me I, have it and go to a lawyer with it, goes, and then I'll sign it. Remember, I got kicked out of Journey, right. so I can't... Yeah, and he and the, it just got to the point where he said, no, screw you, I'm not signing yeah. it, and I'm bailing. And then uh, the manager had already told the record company, oh, he's on board. Yeah. So then they had to scramble, and that's how Mark Slaughter wound up in the band. I wonder if if, uh, if Fleischman was thought of when after um, Perry left for the second time, if they thought about getting him back in Journey. I wonder. When they got their star on the Walk of Fame, yeah, he, he was, was there. there. They were all there. They invited every one of them. And they all came. Yep. Even like the guy who plays rhythm guitar on the first album, his name's George Tickner. He I showed up. I didn't know that. Yeah, he looks like Santa Claus. <laughs> you know, he's one of those guys, when you don't stay in the public eye, you just go, yeah, yeah whatever. Turn into a regular But they guy. were they were all there. I, and I was like, that's really cool. That's the way it should be done. It's the way it should be that's done. Way, we uh, built this together. Yeah, that's the way Kiss should have done it too. I know. Yeah. I know. Um, Man. But yeah, that's, I mean, that's a cool song. Um my clunker, you yeah. ready from a clunker. Yeah, what's your clunker? And again, it's just one of those because I don't. I hate the sen- just the song title just bothers me. Heavy petting. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> This is a Dirk Diggler song. She's a young boy's dream. She's a killer queen. I know. Come on, man. Written for twelve-year-old girls. Yeah, literally, just yeah. ridiculous. What was your what's your keeper and clunker? Well, on this? I, I I only picked two songs that I thought were keepers on this one, but that would have been my clunker. That been That's clunker. probably my okay. least. And I don't like deeper and deeper that much either. Mm, yeah. Um, for my keeper, I picked. It's kind of the other ballady song, but it was the other single off this one. It's a song called "That Time of Year." Okay, let's hear it. Oh, you want to skip ahead a little ways on this? It's got a long intro.
It's a solid yeah, single. It's solid. Yeah. Should have gotten more airplay. Um but then the band fell apart basically while I they know. were while they recorded this album pretty much. They did a whole tour and pretty much not talking to each other. That's, or three of them not talking to Vinny and vice versa. That's crazy. And then nothing, and then Vinny's just disappears until they want him to co-write some songs for Revenge. Yeah, yeah. That, well, Good songs. Oh yeah, you know, you know, there's the whole thing that thing that goes around the internet of did Vinny save Kiss and I think to a point he A little did. bit. Yeah. yeah. I mean the the best albums of their non-makeup period were stuff he contributed to. Yeah. Yeah, you know, lick it up and revenge. Yeah, revenge. Revenge is what they really got it together with revenge. Yeah, and I mean, unholy. I think is one of the best songs yes. the band's ever put out. That's why the uh, I wanted them to continue in that vein. So that's why I mean, the reunion was a blessing <coughs> and and a curse because I'm like, oh, this is. I I really wanted like revenge too. I don't like Carnival of Souls. Let's like, say they have Carnival of Souls. I hate that. You do. I hate it. Carnival oh, of Souls. Man. I hate it. Totally you talk agree. about Paul trying too hard on Live to Win. Oh, yeah, yeah. That Carnival of Souls. And when I got it, I was like, great, because this is going to be like, just like Revenge. No. But see, I was knee deep into that style of rock at the time. Uh-huh. So I, it totally spoke to you me. You were cool with I it. I loved it. You know? Yeah. I, I, and I was even playing in bands at the time that played that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was all about, gotcha. the, like, you know, the song Jungle and uh, Hate and In the Mirror. Hate. I, I hate that album. I love that. I love all that stuff. <laughs> We did a two-part special on it with the producer. Here's what we're going to do. All right. We're wrapping up. I'm going to play two. Okay. You can stick with the album I'm doing, or you can go off book and do something else, because you're going to actually, and I would play your, you should play your clunker first, because whatever your keeper is, you're going to play out the shell. Okay, because I've got something that'll be a little bit of a surprise. Okay, cool. Yeah. Now, before we, before we go, let's do a little promoting. Where can we find the Decibel Geek podcast? Well, of course, on iTunes and Stitcher and all the podcast mm-hmm. places. Uh, the website is decibelgeek.com, mm-hmm. and there's weekly episodes, but there's also tons of articles, reviews, and Excellent. stuff like that. Lots of stuff, just everything you could want. And just click on the pod, the word podcast, and you'll get all the episodes. And every episode is not a Kiss-related episode. No, 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 no. Okay. I, just done, want, I just wanted people to know no. that. Although every July, the whole month is devoted to Kiss. It's Kissmas in July month. Oh, and that's how it is everywhere. Yeah. I mean, Target's putting up their stuff right now for the big Christmas in July sale. Well, Walmart did it a few years ago, right? Where are you on Twitter? Uh, We are at Decibel Geek Pod, and on Facebook at fan pages, just slash Decibel Geek. So like them, like them and follow them. Are you you personally on Twitter? I I have one, but I I never use it. I couldn't locate it. And I'm on Instagram, too, Decibel Geek Chris. I can't look at pictures that you post. Okay. (laughs) I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever floats your boat. um, Who's the biggest guest you've had on your show? Uh, I guess that's debatable. I mean, well, for one, you, the who, one, who was the one where the, you were like, I can't fucking believe this is happening? Probably Desmond Child. That, that is pretty great. And was, you and you got me an autographed yeah, CD I and did. you gave it to you, sent it to me, and yeah, I thank you for that. Absolutely, Desmond Child is very big. That was one where I in never, the Kiss world, yeah, in the Aerosmith world, yeah, all he's over the, the most place. successful person by far. And he was that was one where like. I was, never thought I'd get a yes. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, it was wonderful. I when I I personally listen to podcasts on, and I'm not getting any kickback from this. <laughs> I just think it's a great app, the Podbay app. Oh yeah, I like. I, Podbay. I like. I think that's mm-hmm. a really easy app to use. Yeah, it is. I love it. Um, one more thing is we were sent a, a book written by Brett Weiss. It's the Encyclopedia of Kiss music, personnel, events, and related subjects. Uh, we are going to give this book away. Cool. So I'm trying to think. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna, this is going to be the easiest thing. The first person, you're going to email me 
at rocksolidpodcast at gmail.com. The subject heading is going to say, Peter Chris sucks. Great. And the first person, and then when I open it up, it's going to be your uh, your full address. You pricks. They have to put their address Please, in. Yeah, they got to have their full That's mailing optional, address. right? No, it's not optional. If it's not there, I delete it. So the first person, the first person that does that is going to get this uh, book. It's uh, by Brett Weiss, Encyclopedia of Kiss. It's got tons and tons of Kiss-related information. Uh, Chris was looking at it. He tried to put it in his bag. I would not let him do that. Can't blame so, um, him. That's what's going to happen. So we got this book. Uh, it's uh, from McFarland is the uh, is the publishing company, and uh, it looks like you can uh, buy this thing as of uh, last May. Two hundred and thirty six pages. It's a soft cover, but um, that's it. Well, you just you made it really awkward for Peter Chris to enter this contest. He's got to put Peter Chris sucks in the subject line. Uh, he does. He that's absolutely kind does. Of shitty. His wife will probably win this. Of course, he's going to hate us after hearing this episode <laughs> too. Doesn't Peter don't listen? <laughs> They're not going to listen. Uh, speaking of Peter. In 2007, he came back so not strong with an album called One for All. We could skip this, really. Well, the keeper on this, and the keeper for me, the reason that this was a keeper is the the woman on background vocals is very, very good. Okay. She elevates this song to something that... (laughs) To mediocre. Yeah. (laughs) Also, this album cover is... That's Awful. a piece of garbage. Yeah, it's a piece of junk done in MS Paint. I yeah, think. Lo- yeah, it looks like when you're first learning Photoshop, like it's that so, would be something. You, it's I, so Peter crazy. may have made this himself. It is so ridiculous. You don't like the airplane? Nothing's good. <laughs> it should be a spaceship, and Ace should be waving from it. That's what it should be. This song is called "Doesn't Get Better Than This," and I will tell you that it gets so much better than this. Let's song. hope so. Golden oldies. God damn it! With the golden oldies. My soul. And blues and rock and roll. Sing it. <laughs> Let's listen now and get carried away. Carried away. Yeah. And find ourselves back in the day. Yeah. This, song, back in the day this song is five minutes long. Five minutes too long. Okay, we're good. And it doesn't get better than that because that, for me, that's, that's the, the best that's the best song on the whole entire album. God, that's just, oh, so then, Peter, for some reason, did a cover song. <laughs> this is so. It's so lame. It is so so lame. Kyle, let's hear a little bit of "Send in the Clowns." So terrible. Isn't it oh, rich? <laughs> Are we a pair? <laughs> Me here at last on the ground. It's like the dude doesn't know who his core you audience is. He's also doing like a fake Neil Diamond. Where are <laughs> the clowns? Yeah, like if Neil Diamond did this, you'd go, all right, it's not good, Neil, but Isn't I, it makes sense. It doesn't make sense for this guy. You think we'll ever get another Peter Chris album? You. Uh, I'm hopeful we don't. <laughs> One who okay, it's just. Oh, yeah, please turn that off. I mean, look, sending the people clowns are unsubscribing in massive numbers. Sending right the now. clowns is not a great song. No, right? I'm so, not into that stuff. I'm not anyway. into that. I'm not into that song. But man, don't. It doesn't need to be. Cu- Whoever did it originally, that's fine. We're good. Yeah. We have it. 
Yeah, it's like I'm going to cover Frank Sinatra. Like he didn't he didn't cover it the way Joey Ramone covered um, what, a wonderful world. what a wonderful world. It was written for a musical. It says here. What was the musical? A little night music. I've heard of that by Sondheim. Is so, that yeah, who wrote sure. the song? Yeah, so I'm sure on. I think I've heard of him. I think Sondheim's good. <laughs> so I'm sure, like on stage, it's fine. But I was going to say, in a context, that's probably yeah. makes sense. Yeah. But not on on just on, out of context. Not on the on cat. A, not on the Catman's album. He's singing about Gene Polonaise. What are you talking about? And then the clowns. <laughs> True. Maybe he is. Maybe there's some. I'm sure there's some subtext to every song he records that no one gets but him. So you're gonna play whatever you're gonna play next. I'm not playing anything off that record. I've, no. I, I mean, I had two picked, but we don't need to. But w- t- torture people. But we want to play out with a good song. So am I playing one? Well, if you you can play a clunker and then a keeper. Okay. But I want to thank you for coming here. Thank you, you guys, for bringing it, Greg and Eric, for Thanks. taking time out of your day. I know you guys are heading up to Big Bear later today. Um, but yeah, thank. It was cool to finally meet you. Yeah, it's cool to have you on. Uh, Thanks for having us back. Appreciate oh, it. no problem. Please listen to the Decibel Geek podcast. It is it is a great podcast. Uh, Billy Hardaway, you go fuck yourself. <laughs> and uh, and now you're you close it out for us. Let's hear what you're going to do. I'm excited. All right. Well, why don't I? Um can I play something by Bruce real quick? Of course. And Bru- we can all, I do we, a, we all love Bruce. a Bruce clip and then I'll do a playout song? Sure, that's great. Okay, because I want him and the other guy represented. You like those Blackjack albums? Yeah. I do too. Sandy Gennaro lives in Nashville. I've talked to him a few times. He's going to hopefully come on the show, the drummer. I'm trying to get the singer from that band on the oh, show. Michael? Yeah. Oh, okay. Michael Bulletin. Michael Bulletin. Yeah. I um. I am not kidding. If you look up there, I I, I like Michael Bolton. I liked <laughs> I liked uh, I like him a lot, and I think he finally has a sense of humor about himself. Oh, absolutely. So I think it. I think he would. Might oh, he'd be, be great. He on might the show. be good to go. I'd love to hear him talk about Blackjack. I know because those albums are great. I think he would be blown away if I started with Blackjack. I think he'd be like, "What? Yeah." And then stuff from Let's Get Crazy. Oh man, I know yeah, it's nuts. Okay, so go ahead. Okay, so Bruce. He's put out three solo albums. Yeah. I want to play something off the newest one that he did. And I know you like this BK3. song. BK3. BK3. Yeah. And this is a thing he did with Doug Figer. Oh, so good. And this is such a great song. It's such a good song. This is a song called Dirty Girl. I think this is the last thing Doug ever recorded. Yeah. Love it. lost a lot of um of uh musical icons and mm. heroes this year yeah um i've never i've uh, someone asked me who would someone pass uh, a way that i like that it would make me cry and i don't i don't think i would yeah. ever cry about one of my you know rock heroes passing mm. but i did really really feel bad when doug figer died that was awful because i got to see the knack so many times since i moved to california i had never seen him before but once i came here they played 
they would just play. They'd pop up at the Viper Room, and you just happen to oh my god, next playing tonight. Right. And um, I'm friends with Doug's sister Beth on um, Facebook. She's so such a sweetheart, and she was uh, she's the one that actually set up uh, helped me get um, uh, um, Prescott and uh, Burton, mm-hmm. the two remaining members of the NAC, together in the same room. She's like. Like Prescott said, I'll just come in and do it myself because Burton won't do it. Right. And so I emailed her and she's like, Prescott's a little, he's a bit of a loose cannon. He's <laughs> like, I'll put you in touch with Burton. And Burton said, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. So that was kind of, that wow. was that was really fun. Pardo and I did that one because we're big Knack fans, but uh, yeah. I'm glad you played that. Oh, no, absolutely. And, uh, rock and Peace, Doug Figer. Yeah, I love that. And yeah. um, so I I want to represent Mark St. John a little bit on this. Sure. Because, you know, he didn't... I think about playing something from White Tiger, but I want to do something that's a little bit of a surprise because it also ties together with other members of KISS. Okay, cool. This is a thing, and like, if somebody knows better information than me because there's not a lot of that stuff out there, like, Mark St. John's output after KISS is very minimal. Yeah. And it's mostly done in the form of demos and stuff that's been put online. Yeah. So he did White Tiger, which was a band for a while. They didn't do anything. And then he started doing things. He did a project with Peter Chris for a while. I remember that. And it, it was, I think it was called The Keep. And they did demos. Yeah. I'm sure it was stellar. Well, I think this comes from, from that project. <laughs> okay. but Oh, okay. But it wound up being re-recorded for a thing called the Mark St. John Project in like 1999. This is not long before he died. Um, there's a guy named Phil Nero that sings on this. Okay. And this is not the typical wankery you're used to from Mark St. John, right. but it's just a well-written kind of ballady song. And I just think it'd be a cool thing for people to hear that because it's, it's not widely available. And, and apologies to anything we didn't play, like stuff from the Eric Singer Project or, or Union. Yeah. I mean, all well, that stuff. I, I didn't want to do bands that they were yeah, in. Yeah. I was trying, stuff that was more in their own name. Right. And I think we, I think we, I think we played great songs today. Oh, there's plenty of stuff I left off. I mean, I I think we did a great job though. I told Pat that I think I left April Richardson in the dust as far as uh, the amount of songs (laughs) that I picked for this damn thing. So, well, you brought your jams and that's what April would appreciate that. My jam. So tell us what this song's called. This is a song called no, I'm not afraid. And, uh, thanks for having me on Pat. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Greg. And thank you, Eric. And thank you, Kyle. Thanks Artie. (laughs) Mm, Artie. (laughs) This was like silent for For a second. I'll let you lead. You you drive the train. Well, I hope so. Chris is my okay. show. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Here we go. Uh.